On today's show, Hi. for the first time in the history of the show, Howard sits down with some friends. I'm Monica. I'm Phoebe Buffay. I'm gal pal Rachel Green. As we welcome Jennifer Aniston, Lisa Kudrow, and Courtney Cox. Welcome to the real world. It sucks. You're going to love it. This really does put me in a better mood. We did have fun, didn't we? We did. Yay, okay. Once in a while, Bethel said to me, okay, it's bang o'clock. She came up with the term bang o'clock. And I thought it was rather creative, and it inspired a song. And, uh, you know, I've been, I've been searching. have never about bang o'clock before? No, never. No, bang o'clock is recent. I mean, the term bang o'clock came about. I know you composed about... a song a while back that everybody liked. Yeah. For bad. <laughs> yeah. That was a big hit, but uh, this one's going to be even bigger. I, I, I feel it. Like David Crosby, I, um, I'm in the present. You know? You're still making I'm, music. I'm still making music at my age, you know. <laughs> uh, I loved yesterday hearing about David in prison. I wanted to keep going. Even. I mean, I would like to do seven hours of David Crosby in prison stories because... I can't even fathom what it must be like. Like, I think about sometimes, like, Bill Cosby's in prison. Harvey Weinstein's in prison. Uh, who else was I thinking about? But those are the two big names right now from, I mean, guys who are really on top of their game. And David Crosby was like, you know, Crosby stills Nash and Young. I mean, it's not many groups that are bigger than them. The, the album Deja Vu, there isn't one bad song on Deja Vu. It's so good. And those guys tour. They can have women. They can have money. They can have anything they want in life. And when the thought of David Crosby, who's such a gentle guy, locked up in prison. I just don't even know what that looks like. But uh, David talked about it yesterday here. Yeah, but, I mean, I need... he hooked up with a couple of big guys. Yeah, that's what I mean. But you want to know so much more. But you could tell at some point he was like, you know, hey, man. I don't like thinking about it. I, you know, you could see it really upsets him. But right, uh, but I wanted to know, you know, because I think of prison like 
Oz, that old uh, HBO yeah. show. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm like, like I mean, what? It, like, what is Bill Cosby's day? The guy is one of the most well-known personalities. I'm sure there are people there who still love him, and then there are people there who are disgusted because he was convicted of rape. Does he have to pay a lot of people? You think? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I know if I went to prison, I'd be broke because I'd have to pay everyone every ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but David was like, "No, you know, I kept to myself." And but the but the prison forced David to shave off his mustache. I bet that was humiliating because that's his thing—that mustache. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah. always fiddling with that mustache. Yeah, the whole time you talk to him, and I, and he was in for a full year. I mean. I know guys who have been in prison and did a full year and it, they get fucked up in there for a year. I mean, it is really hard. It is not easy to have your freedom taken away. And you think, oh, a year, I can do it. Look at how people is, have reacted to COVID and they weren't really locked yeah. up. They were still in their homes. They went berserk. David was in solitary confinement for four months. Wow. You know, yeah. that's supposed to be inhumane. I think I'd, I'd I'd rather be in solitary confinement. <laughs> so I. I don't yeah, like I mean, I don't. <laughs> it's not like I'm hungering to hang with other prisoners. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think I, mean, I could get it? along without doing that. Yeah. You know, David had a drug problem. He wasn't like a criminal. Like he wasn't. You know, he. I don't think he really wanted to schmooze with a guy who was in for armed robbery. Yeah. What are you in for? Yeah. Exactly. That's always well, the mean, worst question. <laughs> Yeah. Meanwhile, David's going to be 80 in August. I really That's I amazing when he said that. I was like, "Wow." He had invited me. I was I got into this a little bit yesterday, but he invited me to go see this um documentary they did on him. And and it was on Long Island where I live and and uh he said, would you come see the documentary? You know, he wanted to have some celebrities there and things. And he wanted to show it to people he liked. And he knew I lived on Long Island. So I was like, hey, you want to come see my this documentary on me? It's not like any other documentary. It's really honest. It's not bullshit. I talk about everything. So I was like, yeah, because I'm fascinated by Crosby, Stills, Nash, David. So I go and David comes in and they start the thing. And immediately they're talking about David's health problems. Like that Dave, you know, it was really depressing because it was like look david suffers from three major illnesses diabetes um liver failure he had to have a liver transplant and he was basically saying i forget what the third one was but it was I bad think it was a heart condition heart, wasn't it? heart stents yeah. were in and he says look yeah. i'm dying and i'm you know i'm gonna die and he was sitting in front of me and um, he was sitting with his wife and he was awfully quiet. I was just watching the back of his head and his head started to kind of like drift. Maybe he closed, you know, he probably seen the documentary 97 times. So he was like, I don't know if he nodded off, or, you know, I mean, slept, not nodded off, but I, I don't know what was going on. But I said to my wife, I think David just died. She <laughs> goes, what do you mean? I go, you know, cause I was being influenced by the movie. I said, right. look at me. I don't think he's breathing and he hasn't moved. I think he died during the premiere. Because the movie makes it seem like his death is imminent. I imminent, mean, like any yeah. second. So I leaned over to check to see if he was breathing. <laughs> How do you do crazy. that in a movie theater? Well, I, you know, when the really bright scenes come on, you can kind of see what's going on. So uh -huh. I kind of 
I kind of moved forward just to see if his belly was moving and ah, stuff. Okay. And it, and it was. Because Beth was already up getting a defibrillator, which she knows how to operate. <laughs> she almost shocked him. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was going to hit him with those electric paddles. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> He'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? I go, I don't know. Just I brought thought you back, dude. <laughs> yeah. No, I wasn't gone, asshole. <laughs> oh, man. But it did but, seem like he was a lot thicker from the yeah. documentary and that he didn't have much longer. This was almost like a goodbye. Yeah, it was a goodbye, and it was really depressing because he was like, um, I can't tour right now, and it's the only way I can make money, and I'm, I'm not, and the bank is about to take away my house because I can't make the payments. And I went, holy fuck, David Crosby, one of the most successful rock stars in the world, doesn't have any money. I didn't know he still had his publishing. So, you know, when he, when he was on yesterday and he said, I sold my uh, publishing to Irving Azoff, uh, and he, and he goes, yeah, I'm fine now financially. I've got more money than I need. You know, I was like, oh, of course, there's got to be a way that David Crosby has some money and make money. Yes. Yeah. But. And he's right. A lot of people are doing that, even if they don't need the money. I think right. a lot of people are just saying, you know, let me do that and get this out of my hands and take the money now. Right. Makes sense. Than, you know, people squabbling about it when I'm gone. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Totally makes sense. You know, what's he going to do with the money when he's dead? I was reading the list because he said a lot of people had done it, and I yeah. found this list. Yeah, Bob and, Dylan. Uh, not only Bob Dylan, Ricky Sambora, people you wouldn't think of, the killers. That's a regular, relatively, you know, it's a band yeah. that's still working today, and they've sold their publishing uh, up to now. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Chrissy Hind. Um the guy from the Eurythmics, uh, Dave Stewart. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, uh, interesting people have done that. Uh, Stevie Nicks, Lindsey Buckingham. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, Fleet, Stevie Mick Nicks. Fleetwood. I think everybody in Mick, in Fleetwood Mac sold everything they had. Well, Stevie Nicks must have made a fortune when she sold her catalog because I mean, oh, she think did. Of all the hits. Sure. Yeah. Any of those guys. And then, uh, I don't know. I think David, because when I was researching, the rumor was he got between a hundred and two hundred million dollars. If you can imagine, yeah, they that. said that the amount was undisclosed by his name, mm. so I didn't get a fee on a a, ta- a total on him. A tote estimates were a hundred to two hundred million dollars. So good, I'm That's glad. Great. Yeah, I was I mean, hoping it was a good payday. Uh, David was in prison because he ran from a court ordered rehab. A drug dealer got him a single-engine plane to fly across the country to Florida. It took three days. He hid on his Great old broken-down yeah. He hid on his old broken-down boat before turning himself in in a local FBI office. Oy. Stevie next reportedly got a hundred million. Yeah, I wow. think uh, Bob Dylan got the big payday. Yeah, he got like four hundred fifty million or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I'm crazy, but I guess I would pay more for Stevie next catalog. But that's me. Uh, yeah, I don't know how that works, but these guys who know what they're doing, they buy these catalogs and they work them to death. They put them in commercials. They know how to they know how to make money with these catalogs more than the artists do. Right. Um, I mean, but yeah. the artists have been making money that way, sort of. But, you know, they're kind of restrictive and they don't have access to all of these uh, advertising agencies, movies and so forth that you can put your music in. 
Uh, a lot of people wrote us, David Crosby, saying how he lives for today and not in the past really hits home. His interview was insightful. David had no reluctance to talk about his past relationships and setbacks. It was quite refreshing. It really is refreshing. I think that every celebrity who is interviewed could really learn from David Crosby. He has no like filter in terms of, oh, I'm embarrassed to talk about prison. I'm embarrassed to talk about um, I'm fucking up with Crosby, Stills, and Nash. I'll talk to you about anything. He doesn't care. And it really sets you free, I think. David Crosby is the best Stern Show interview of the year. From what you've played so far, his album sounds fantastic. It gave me chills. Yeah, really good album. Uh, really loving the music. Really loving. Really loving two of my favorites chatting this morning. David Crosby and Howard. No one is a better interviewer. Thank you, Howard. And blah blah blah. Okay. I was at a cemetery on Tuesday visiting my mom and listening to the show Howard had on David Crosby, and they were discussing death. I was reminded once again of how important time is. Great interview between two great people. Good. Okay. He also said that he has realized that when you get to a point where you know it's the end of your life, it's important to make every moment count. Yep. Yeah, I said to David, I go, you know, what's sad to me is like if one of you guys dies, like, you know, like I said to him, would you go to Graham Nash's funeral? And I got the vibe he wouldn't. Well, he's very upset with Graham, which was surprising to me. Yeah. It's usually everybody's upset with him. And so and yeah, be... he was like, no, I don't think so, because he's upset with him. Right. Hmm. Sad. On uh, Tuesday's show yesterday, Ronnie gave a listener a tip on how to shave his ass and balls. The fans are amazed that Ronnie is still so sexual at his age. I kind of am, too, that like a guy in his 70s is shaving his balls. I mean, well, good for him. You know, That was the other thing. David said it was over for him, and he's like 80. You think that's it for Ronnie when he gets 80? Ronnie takes better care of himself than David did. David's got a lot of conditions. Ronnie didn't have any conditions, honestly. He's in pretty good shape. He watches his weight, so, you know, his dick still works (laughs) really well. I mean, he's fucking, I mean, I'm kind of shocked. I mean, my dick works pretty well, and Ronnie's dick seems to work incredibly well because... He's like set to go. He could go every day, Ronnie. That is true. Yeah, I don't know that I'm at that point. He's not storing things up. He can go. NFL, this is from the fans. NFL players have donated their brains to dementia studies. Ronnie should donate his balls to science when he passes. No (laughs) 70-year-old has as much testosterone as he does. Uh, They could keep his balls in a glass jar in the Smithsonian for future generations to marvel at. It is. It is. Pretty amazing. I have a theory with Ronnie and his libido. I I think Ronnie has very few interests other than sex. Uh, NASCAR and sex. That's his whole life. And I don't think, like, there isn't a minute in the day that goes by that he's not bored until he's having sex. So all he does all day is think about sex. Is wait for sex. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, if Ronnie's penis stopped working, I don't think there'd be much for him to live for. <laughs> I really mean that. I mean... I, like, for Ronnie, it's bang o'clock 24-7. I mean, he's ready to go. Like, the, the, he's just sitting around waiting for it. What, what 70-year-old man is consumed with shaving his balls and ass? Ronnie is a true anomaly. It's true. Uh, he probably didn't shave him when he was younger. He's gotten more involved with sex, I think, yeah. as he's aged. Well, Ronnie got famous late in life. He was he was really a hard-working limo driver, truck driver, had a bread route for a long time in his life. He was a very... Blue collar kind of guy worked hard, uh, but he was no ladies man. You know, <laughs> he was married all those years. 
And I don't think he saw this coming. And well, uh, I the, think that it's all your fault. It is. I, I blame myself for Ronnie's divorce. That's true. <laughs> I know it's me. Well, I Ronnie, just know that Ronnie found a new life. Yeah. When it's my you fault. started taking him to strip clubs. Ronnie worships me and does pretty much whatever I do. I knew when I got divorced, Ronnie would be divorced a year or two later. I knew it. Well, I didn't, a, I didn't think that. I think that once he got in in the swell of, you know, going to these clubs with you yes. and the whole the doors thrown wide open and the girls crawling all over him. Yeah, that was it. I, I'm telling you, if Ronnie hadn't met me, Ronnie would have died a married man seven years ago. Okay, <laughs> I kept this guy going. He's still going because of you. Oh, yeah. Oh, trust me. This guy was on a road to early death. <laughs> right. Because he was miserable. You know, he was just kind of like, you know, and, and he even used to say to me, why can't I make appearances? You know, because he was with me over 30 right. something years. Uh, you know, it, but anyway, I took Ronnie under my wing, started bringing him to strip clubs. And I knew we were in for trouble because, like, when Ronnie would drive me to the strip club, he would get another driver to drive us to this trip. Right. Club. He That's also I knew. stopped working that day. Yes. Yeah. The day I stopped working, he stopped working. <laughs> like all of a sudden I look over, I go, well, that's my limo driver in here. You know, with his pants off. How am I getting home? <laughs> yeah, right. He was like, ah, oh, come on. But I always took Ron, Ron, I considered Ronnie a friend. We built a friendship and I took him to the strip clubs, but I didn't know Ronnie would then work it into like a full-time thing. Like Ronnie became the man. Ronnie, Started hanging out at the strip clubs almost every day, and the, he became, that was where he it was his cheers. He was yeah. there with his group every night practice. Yeah, it was like then then and then 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 then. I never then and then. Like Ronnie hung out. He knew all the strippers' names. All the strippers were told Ronnie was an owner of the club. Right. That that drove it into a hyperdrive. Ronnie was suddenly like walking around like he owned the club, and Ronnie bought into it. He started to and believe he owned the club. He started calling himself by the club name. He gave himself right. that nickname. Scores business man. cards. He had business cards. Yeah, what business was the card. business card? What was your business card? <laughs> Special consultant. Right. <laughs> yeah. He put in his 10,000 hours in those strip clubs and became an expert. He really did. Like he would hang out at Lon, Lonnie, who ran the strip club. What is your day like? What the fuck was that? Hey, guy, guys, I'm on the air. Might might help not to do that. Yeah, it was me. Sorry. No, no problem, Fred. You do your thing. I'm trying to find the many, Prince theme. Yeah, but can you do it off the air? I was, but I thought I was anyway. Right. He does that a lot. Really. Yeah, I think he gets jealous of Ronnie on the air and he wants to get airtime. <laughs> a lot of people around here are jealous of Ronnie. Anyway, um, and I have the Fred will get it right. He's only been at it for 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> the computer I'm using is way in the back. And uh, never mind, you don't want to hear it. No, no, I, I'm actually curious. The computer is in the back. That's right. Mrs. Rogers, it's in the back. <laughs> the computer, Robin. The computer's in the back. That explains everything. Yes, I understand now why that happened. <laughs> now, see, here's the deal. This is where the camera is. This is what I'm looking at. The computer that I'm using 
is way back there. So in or, in order for me to find stuff, I have to go way back here. Good. Okay. Yeah. And what's the, the problem that I have are down Hot. over here. So you've right. got like this triangle that isn't really a triangle. It's well, why don't you get together with the engine? Why don't you get together with the engineers and rework it? Uh, that supposedly is in the works, but uh, these things take time, and I'm not in control of what the engineers do. Oh come on! A, We've been in quarantine no, for studio, a year. The studio has been is in the process of being designed, but I'm not the guy who's designing it. Just move the computer closer to you, or turn your back to the no camera. Room. There's and turn no your back room. to the. All right, all right, all right. Okay, all right. Anyway, no room. Okay. I, you, I knew you'd lose it. I knew you'd yeah, lose right. it. I'm going to lose it here. I'm going to lose it. So shit. <laughs> Still okay. in my airtime, Fred. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Ron. <laughs> anyway, where was I in the story of Ronnie? Ronnie. So Ronnie starts hanging out with this guy Lonnie. Yes. You know, crazy. Everyone, and it was Ron, like and Ronnie tutored him. It was Lonnie and Ronnie. I mean, it even rhymed. And and uh, Lonnie took Ronnie under his wing. And and Ronnie would, like, Ronnie would say, yeah, last night I was over at Lonnie's apartment. I go, what? <laughs> You're at Lonnie's apartment? Yeah, yeah, man, we were hanging out. I go, what happened? Oh, all the girls came over. You know, and I was like, uh-oh. Fucking all the girls from the strip club came over to Lonnie's place? Yeah, 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 everyone was hanging out. Everyone. <laughs> I'm like, listen, this guy's fucking you Hefner all of a sudden. And this was blowing Ronnie's mind. I mean, this was Ronnie. I mean, Ronnie's, Ronnie's wet dream, his wildest dream came true. He's hanging out with some of the hottest girls in the country at Lonnie's place, partying with them. After hours. After hours. You know, Lonnie and Ronnie. And I'm like, ay vey. <laughs> and it got harder and harder even to get Ronnie to drive me. Soon Ronnie was only driving me in the morning. Yeah, and he was always putting together parties. Always. Hey, man, we haven't, been we haven't been there in a while. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, I used to be the guy who would have the parties over at Scores. Next thing you know, Ronnie's throwing parties at Scores, <laughs> and I'm not even invited. Yeah, you don't have to come. <laughs> like, I stopped going to Scores. I, like, kind of grew out of it. I was seeing Beth. I was like, you know what? I got to get my shit together. I can't go out and hang out with these girls. You know what goes down. It's not, it's not good for a relationship. So I'm out of the whole score scene. Now Ronnie becomes scores man. Yeah, you'd and think the next it thing would I know, go away, but it kept going. Next thing I know, guys on staff are going to Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie, I think we should have a bachelor party. Do you think he could arrange it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Next thing I know, Ronnie's in charge of the funny money instead of me. Call me. Call me. Call me. We'll see what we can do. I'll see if I can get it together over there. Tell me what days you're available. Next thing I know, Ronnie's in charge of scores. Yeah, all of a sudden used you to be, about parties you didn't even know were happening. Well, you know what it was? It started because I'd go to scores and talk about it on the air. So we started yeah. having, like, free parties over there. It was fucking awesome. And uh, and we'd go in the afternoon. Place would be closed down except for us. Running around in your underwear. Forget about right. it. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Guys going berserk. And it was like, well, if Howard goes to scores, we all get to go. Soon, right. like with... My whole organization takes over, and soon I wasn't even going to scores, and there's parties going on, and I'm hearing about it the next day. Oh, I'd be walking through the hall sometimes listening to them be put together. Yeah. And the next thing I know, like, Ronnie's like, 
Yeah, I, I took JD over there. You know, he doesn't get a lot of girls, so I took him over. And the next thing I know, it's like Ronnie and J and, and and Ronnie's corrupting some of the younger guys on staff. Not me, but right. Ronnie is. <laughs> Ronnie's like now the man who how old holds the gate, and it doesn't even make sense because. Lonnie used to throw the parties because I would talk about him on the air and scores would get advertising in a sense. You know, we were using one another. Ronnie all of a sudden was getting parties and there was no reason for them. It was making me mental. I'm there every Friday night. Yeah, I go over, (laughs) Friday night's my night over there. (laughs) Oh yeah, who was there? Oh yeah, I ran into this one. I ran into, yeah, yeah, yeah. They got these new girls over there. I, I had to break them in. At one point, Ronnie hooked up Sal over at Scores where he was having lunch or Rick's Cabaret or whatever one it was. Yeah, it was Sal, Rick. it was Rick. Sal was having his lunch there once really? a week. Really? Yeah, you know. But, yeah, I, I take responsibility. So Ronnie's whole life changed. And, of course, you know, marriage fell apart. The and, uh, Next thing you know, he's, you know, he's like the man. Don't ask what was going on with him. It was amazing the transformation. He's he he's Ronnie now. He's the man. Then he got the Twitter account and the, the scores. Uh, the, the, the check of the week. Don't ask. Well, he was doing the the tours. You know, they somehow figured out how to get out on the road. <laughs> and now it was all over the country. Yeah, <laughs> what's that? This was happening what? when oh, you were doing your, your party. Ronnie Ronnie's party. Oh. Oh, the club openings you're talking about. Yeah, club opening. Yeah. Ronnie, ha- Ronnie has absolutely no charisma on stage. All he does is yell. And all of a sudden, now he's touring like a touring uh, comedian. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? Let's hear it! I mean, it was wild. And then, and then, and then, uh, and then out of the blue one day, Ronnie shows up at. John Hines' daughter's bat mitzvah with a 20-year-old girl or something. I don't know how 24. old. 24. 24. Yes, that was the first time we saw Stephanie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He sh- Ronnie shows up with a 24-year-old on his arm. <laughs> I thought she like, was, <laughs> you know, one of uh, the, the girl's friends. <laughs> yeah. Oh, stop it. I mean, <laughs> now, you know, Ronnie's still the man. Moving to Vegas because he's got all these new friends and he's got a fiance half his still age. Going. Yes, the party's he's getting, still going. He's getting fucked in the ass. Don't ask what's going on over there. <laughs> what's wrong with advice? That? I'm going to tell you something. This is the greatest show business story of all time. If you think, <laughs> I mean, no offense to Ronnie, but he, no one has ever achieved this much with so little sort of going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's unbelievable show business story, and he's hey, got man. followers. I hey, had to I'm write not putting a play on letter. I wrote that letter to you, man. That's what started it all. Yep. He knew what he was doing. He's no idiot. He's been in a movie with Adam Sandler. I know. Okay. Done several TV appearances. I, I said to someone the other day, because they were asking me about Ronnie, I said, it's like a real-life Forrest Gump, I swear to God. <laughs> oh, stop it. Like, I saw Forrest Gump. That, to me, was a great movie, but it was unbelievable. Like, you know, you just didn't believe it. Ronnie's the real deal. And I mean it as a compliment. He is a real-life Forrest Gump. Didn't he take a meeting with Howie Mandel about a oh, series yeah. for himself? Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were going to go redo strip clubs. 
Yep. He had a whole presentation he was doing with Howie. Yeah. And if I, you know, Howie can be annoying. And I was working with him on IEGT. I love the guy. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a funny guy. But, uh, you know, there are times it's, he, he, he's a little too involved with you. Uh-huh. Like there was a point where I was dressing a certain way, John Barbados, and then Howie started wearing John You know, so everything was getting a little too cozy. And the next thing I know, I, I, Howie's uh, now with Ronnie pitching a new show. And I'm like, Howie, can't you do your, th- why, why are my, our worlds now enmeshed? Why are we one? <laughs> <laughs> I know we're on America's Got Talent together, but you're walking around with Ronnie. That's your idea for a show. But uh, what happened with that show? What, what, what? <laughs> I don't know. They couldn't. I, I don't think they could get it bought. With, you know, advertisers supposedly <laughs> because it was about strip clubs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know because it was the whole premise was like that other show that that guy goes in. He um, like the bars are falling apart or whatever, right. and he goes in and rebuilds them. And I think it's it all bar rescue it, or something. Yeah, like something yeah. like that. Yeah, and they were, we're going to do that with strip clubs. Irani was going to be the guy to go in and design the strip club, which is even an absurd. Pr- I even said to Howie, that's absurd. Ronnie doesn't know anything. He just knows how to fuck around with girls. He, he has nothing. Architecturally, Ronnie is, it, it, there's nothing upstairs. What are you doing? Look, Ronnie would have been hired as consultant and have an earpiece in Ronnie's ear. Yeah, and I don't even I know. <laughs> I didn't even understand the whole concept of Ronnie as a consultant to strip clubs. <laughs> But he was. He had his card. And like, like he would come in and say, uh, this girl isn't good enough. And I mean, he was the a whole, you know, mocker. place. Where are you getting your talent? You got to get better talent. True. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I remember, let me see if I can pull up this tape. This is Ronnie yelling at girls at the Exotic Dance Awards. He was, uh, he's, you know, he's yelling at them because he, you know, th- th- he's an expert. It's time to get this shit started. Get up here. Start dancing. Come on, girls. Monroe's girls. Yeah, Rick's Cabaret girls. Hustler Club. Penthouse. No bullshit. You don't see anything like this at the supermarket every day, do you? Want some shots? Out there, folks. Shots. Our next contestant. Some more hats. Hats. Yeah. Girls. A fucking maniac. Oh How old were you? That guy, guy was in his 60s, late 60s. Dude, that, was, that wasn't the Exotic Dancer Awards. That was uh, what a was pool that? party. That was a pool, pool party, party contest. That was a pool party contest at uh, Hard Rock. Unbelievable. And, and Ronnie's talent is yelling. Like he yelled. <laughs> That's, That's his signature. talent. Don't yeah. take that. And by the way, you're sitting by a pool at the Hard Rock. You really want to hear that? No, the pool was closed down for just uh, that whole party thing. Yeah, yeah, but you know what it is? It, you're sitting in your room. Maybe you want to take a nap. This oh, fucking guy. It. He's down there with the. Yeah, no, he's at the, the hard rock. Nobody he's on the microphone. The hard rock. <laughs> I took a nap at the hard rock. Well, that's you. I like my nap. <laughs> I don't need to hear you yelling down by the pool. Nobody like takes. Nobody takes. No, nah, nobody takes. You're a, nap a lunatic. And what are you even yelling? I don't even know. Hats, girls, hats. Shots, no, we girls, get the girl, we're getting the girls on stage. What was it about? Shots. Well, you know, <laughs> like one word, like, you, you know, <laughs> bossing them around. Had a good time. No, I mean, hey, I see you're having fun. 
One man, the, the man loves uh, the spotlight and he loves uh, performing. He does. Loves you know. the stage. I mean, you know, a lot of people get stage fright. A lot of people not don't like standing up in front of people. Not Ronnie. Ronnie took to it man. like a duck to water. Two drinks and forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I hold myself responsible. <laughs> you created this monster. Yeah, I did. I think th- there's a lot of people that agree with you on that. Yep. Oh, I know. Believe me, I know. I know I'm the one who gets blamed for Ronnie's, you know, behavior and whatever happened to Ronnie. Marriage, any, you know, what happened to Ronnie? He met me, and all of a sudden, I don't know. He, but you know, he 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 became a whole like ladies' man, like Hugh Hefner, like the founder of Playboy. Oh, it was the best because then we started having what was it? Those girls were called that used to come in uh, bikini girls. The, yeah, and Ronnie yeah. would get them, them. Uh, outfitted. He'd have his rack of suits and tell them what to wear. But you know what's amazing about that? That you bring that up, uh-huh. and it reminds me. I never asked Ronnie to do that. Like, like, <laughs> like Ronnie was supposed to be doing security in the hallway. <laughs> And the next thing you know, like one of the guys would come and go, Ronnie's in the uh, green room picking up bikinis for the girls and advising them on what to wear. And I go, who asked him to do that? Like, he's just doing it on his own. Like he, he I became didn't know so, that. Yeah. He became so confident that like he would just stroll in there and go, don't wear that. Don't wear like, that. That doesn't make you look good. That makes your ass look saggy. He would say. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And Ronnie, and Ronnie taught me something very, you know, for guys who want to uh, hook up with women. He taught me something. He's like, Go in there, and 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 women will listen to you. It's weird. Like if they're insecure, they'll think, "Oh, this guy's helping me." Yeah, instead of being a ledge tr- charge. I guess he's yeah. in charge. Yeah, you know, to see some side beaver wouldn't be a bad idea. Oh, you know, like like, like <laughs> it's like a it's it like a, he. Yeah. What's with those granny panties? <laughs> right, right. You really you some of the oh, girls you made them change. Yeah, 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 definitely. And I never asked him to walk into the green room and direct the women, but he did. He just so took fun. charge. And they appreciated it. They would thank him. And then the next thing you know, they'd kiss him, Ronnie. Thank you, Ronnie. No problem. Now you yeah, look good. They, they would come out of the studio and you would be all happy the way they looked. And they would be, they'd come out and say, thank you. <laughs> Less scruff, more muff. Come on, honey. They would say thank you. You know, I would have been happy if they walked in with a paper bag. I mean, uh, they were they were young, beautiful women. I mean, who cared? He got the right shoes for them to wear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then he'd have a shoe thing. He knew, but he knew he. You know, it did look good. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, going on with the mail. God bless Ronnie. Keep those balls and ass fresh for your young bride to be. They're going to stink if you don't care for them in the Vegas heat. I thought that was oh, kind boy. of funny. Yeah. By the way, Ronnie's advice uh, doesn't stop there. He recorded some new ass shaving tips. Oh. Uh, This one is about helping you move your bowels. From Ronnie, you want to hear him? Sure. All right. This is uh, Ronnie. When did you record these? A while back. Oh. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. Hey, it's Ronnie with a shaving your ass tip. 
First of all, the shit will fall out so much easier without all that hair back there. It would just plop right into the bowl. And then you almost could get turned on by the feeling of that smooth, clean, shaven asshole. If you're lucky, you might even get an assgasm. If you decided to get yourself off on your own, you could stick your finger in your ass. And it would be nice and clean. Smooth asshole sailing. <clears throat> what a voice he puts on, too. It's so I creepy. Know. I don't know what that voice is. Good morning, Carrie in Pennsylvania. What's on your mind? Howard, I want to tell you something. I cannot stand that old fucking geezer. You made him what he is today. I and did. He's a got a mop face. I don't know how. You know, I hope Stephanie shoves a fucking couch up his ass with that smooth <laughs> ass. Get the fuck out of here with that. Well, you know, how how, how yes. did he how, he says when people come on, um, oh, yeah, nice interview because it's not him. He don't deserve any of what you gave him. He's got a bad attitude for everything that's been given him. For, go, go drive your bread truck. You fuck you. Did, um, can I ask you a question? Love the happy lady. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Did your husband leave you? <laughs> no. Uh, my what? husband's in check. Just know that. And he ain't driving no bread truck either. In other words, <laughs> you're not letting him go to the strip club. I, I'll tell you what, uh, Carrie, you hit into something. Don't let your man go to the strip club. I'll tell you that. I mean, How dare him think that he can uh, do chick of the week or whatever? What the fuck kind of man shoves a couch up his ass, shaves his balls, and fucking has a mop hanging off his top lip? Well, you know, Ronnie, you do have a charm, but not on this woman. Carrie says, no, uh, no please. She's, she's disgusted she's with immune, you. She's immune, I yeah. guess. Yeah. <laughs> she should be driving the bread truck. With that yeah, noise, tied up about. in the back, motherfucker. <laughs> Excuse uh, me? What was that? I'd have you tied up in the back of that bread truck. Oh, okay. In other words, Carrie, you're sick of this kind of man, the man who uh, thinks he's all that. Is that your point? Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think think I'm all that. Yes. Oh, yes, you do. Oh, fuck you do. I hope hope Stephanie puts a pillow over your fucking face and over there in the heat. In the heat. You know, (laughs) Carrie, I know how Ronnie's mind works. I know Ronnie many, many years. In some weird way, I, I know somewhere in his mind right now, he's going, oh, this chick, Carrie, wants to fuck me so hard. Right. Oh, I, oh, please. I, are you fucking yeah. kidding me? I think she, yeah, I think I'd you ru- think she dude, wants to I fuck your brain I would run for the fucking hills if I ever saw this woman. You think she Is needs Is there a it. word for abusing old people? I'd never fuck him. <laughs> you know, Ronnie, don't you think if you were alone with her and got her a few drinks, you could seduce her? Be honest. No. No, Come I wouldn't on. even try. Really? First of all, she sounds like she's older than me, so I, I don't know. Maybe I am, but you're still an old geezer. Yeah, well, I'm an old geezer that tries to keep myself young, unlike you, obviously. By sh- by shaving your asshole? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well. Okay. <laughs> I think Harry, you, you could do better than that. And that poor, Harry, poor, poor, poor woman you have, uh Oh, yes, that poor woman. She's so abused and everything else, yes. Uh, Carrie, you, you sound like the kind of woman. I feel so bad for her. 
You, you sound like the kind of woman that could get Ronnie in line. I mean, like, if he was your husband, you could really straighten him out. You know what I mean? Are you fucking kidding me, dude? I would, I would never be 10 feet near this lady. You don't know. She might be I'd very hot. I never you 10 foot near me. I don't do mop faces. <laughs> mop faces. I can imagine what your poor husband must go through. Mm-hmm. He knows his place. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> Carrie, how's That's your sex life? problem with you. You don't know your place. I know Carrie, my I'm... place. Believe me. I found my place. <laughs> He's doing just fine. But, but Carrie... I know how Ronnie's mind works. Somewhere in his mind, he's saying to himself, oh, she's just jealous because her sex life is probably bad. How is your sex life? Dried up. Um, my, my sex life has dildos, but they don't go up a shaven ass. I'll tell you that right now. Right. So you have a healthy sex life with your husband. In other words, he still uh, is turned on by you, and uh, you're not mad at Ronnie because of that. Uh, she puts a gun to the no, guy's um, head. Uh, Sex has nothing to do with it. I think he. I, I think shoving stuff up his ass is his his is his business, which is fucking freaky for a eighty year old man. No, I'm eighty. Okay. You know what, Ron? But, uh, no, no offense, <laughs> but if I hadn't hired you, this would probably be your life. You'd probably be married to Carrie, honestly. And, uh... Absolutely, and he right. fucking know his place. And I do right. know my place. Okay, that's why I'm still here. Yeah, in the basement. That's where you should be, in the basement. I'm not in the basement, honey. I don't know where you keep thinking I'm in a fucking basement. <laughs> Looks like you're in a basement. All right. Well, Carrie, uh, obviously you have an issue with Ronnie. and uh, uh, well, yeah, take so He needs to chill out. When he yeah. gets there to Vegas, he needs to dunk his head under that pool and stay under for a good long time. Yeah. Go let uh, your well, husband let... out of the barn. You got your guy locked up in the barn. Let him out. I hear him screaming. You... You know, Ronnie, a lot of women, a lot of women I know in your world, you know, you know, all the hot chicks, but a lot of women do feel this way. Sometimes they feel you're a little bit um, too confident, cocky with your sex. You know what I mean? A lot of women do. Sorry about that, but that's how I stay young, pal. Right, right. Okay, Carol. I didn't know a bad attitude kept you feeling young. Yeah, well, I don't have a bad attitude. I don't know where you're getting that from. You you don't? Huh. That's funny because everybody thinks you do. Who's everybody? You fucking know everybody does. All these that must be you writing and saying that you're amazing and that you're a fabulous yeah. <laughs> I can't fucking see anybody okay. believing that. Yeah, okay. Right. Well, Carrie, you know, you voiced it. Uh, Carrie represents the, the ladies out there who are not turned on by your Hugh Hefner type of uh Dude, nobody, a- nobody asked her to be turned on. I didn't ask her to be turned on. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit what you fucking do, lady, okay? I don't care. I don't care what you do. Just Go say no your- to my face. Go beat your husband in the barn. Obviously, that poor guy, that poor life. I should fucking take him under my wing, for God's sakes. That's what you deserve, a good beating. Tell, tell him to fucking That's call me. I'll get him out of there. I'll get him out of there. I'll hook him up with Ron- an 85-year-old. He'll be better off. <laughs> Carrie, if Ronnie hooks guy. up with your husband, it's over. I mean, Ronnie's going to take him to... Yes. Imagine, imagine listening to this shit every night. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Well, Where's listen, he I gonna mean... take him? The nursing home? Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> okay. 
Well, Carrie, uh, I know you're up in Pennsylvania, so I don't think Ronnie will be up there anytime soon. I think you're safe. And uh, thank God, there's enough old people up here. <laughs> Marianne from Brooklyn wants to weigh in. What is it, Marianne? I want to say, uh, Carrie sounds so happy and upbeat. She's a pleasure. Howard, it was in Ronnie's DNA. He was started with hand job Connie. You just kept watering him and watering him, and now he blossomed like a peonies. I'm telling you, this has been in Ronnie's blood. Ronnie, don't listen to the haters, especially that woman. That's sounds blossoming. That's blossoming. Oh, oh you, you old bear calling the show. And I gotta shrivel up and fucking die. And put Ronnie down. You Get wish you were Ronnie. Get out of here with that. You wish you were Ronnie. Wow, you you can't hold a candle, Ronnie. Oh, all that weed right out of hands fucking off, dirt. Honey. How would you, you shut hands, the fuck hands, up? Nobody's talking to you. <laughs> That's well, Mary, Mary Ann from Brooklyn says Ronnie blossomed, Carrie. Yeah. Like what? That's what blossoming. It? Blossoming. What I would pull that, that fucking weed in? right out of the dirt. And stomp it. You would. Mm. It's a weed to Absolutely. you. Yeah. Uh, Mary is on the to phone. Still be in that bread truck. Mary is on the phone who agrees with Carrie. Yes, Mary. Oh. Thank you. Come on, Ronnie. Shovel washer dryer up, you ass. You will die, right, baby. <laughs> now, Mary, you sound like an interesting woman. You don't like uh, Ronnie either? I'm going to drive my bread truck into your ass, you fucking asshole, Ronnie. <laughs> and you don't Neither like what talking. Ronnie, you don't like Ronnie talking about shaving his asshole, huh? No, oh, hold on, my husband just walked in. Get me my fucking breakfast now. All right, where were we? Hello? <laughs> okay, listen. <laughs> Thank you, Mary. Uh, thank you, Carrie. Now, listen, Ron, not every, Mary and Carrie are not uh, They fans, do represent but... a portion of the audience. That's, That's right. fine with me. A big portion. <laughs> she's, she's, enti she's entitled to speak her opinion. Yes, James, Why, in thank New Jersey. You. That's the most sensible thing you've said so far. What is it, James? Uh, go ahead in New Jersey. Yo, can we get this fucking lady Carrie off these phones? Like, I, I, I can't listen to this fucking lady. Oh, uh, did you go to scores too, stupid? <laughs> no, Ronnie paid me to make this phone call. But, uh, yo, oh, thank you. Like, you're, you're the most annoying fucking lady in the world. That's my job. Holy shit. You know shit. what? Uh, yeah. Carrie. Uh, I play. Yes. Yes, Howard. I would like to send you as a gift a flat Ronnie so you can keep a uh, Ronnie <laughs> in your house. Well, I do have a fire pit out back. I can use it. All right. Well, thank you, Carrie. And Carrie, of course, not a fan of Ronnie's. And she, listen, she's entitled to her opinion. But anyway, getting back to Ronnie uh, for a second, uh, here's a, a tip on the importance of upkeep in shaving your asshole. Oh. So here we go. This was recorded a while back. It's Ronnie the Limo Driver with a sexy shaving your ass tip. You, after you trim up and everything, and your girlfriend wants to lick your asshole, make sure she does it like that night, because she doesn't do it that night, she'll you, she'll get stubble on her tongue. She then she's not going to want to lick your asshole again. The asshole takes a lot of upkeep. Your asshole's like a lawn; it's got to be trimmed. The clean bunghole gets the kiss. All right. Wow. That's right.
Carrie's husband is on the phone. Yes, Carrie's husband. <laughs> Ronnie, save me. I'm in a well in a basement in rural Pennsylvania. Uh, Howard, please try to have your guys uh, trace my wife's call. Uh, <laughs> I want to go to strip clubs like Ronnie. My wife's got an ass like a Mack truck. I can't take it anymore. Uh, and Ronnie, well, please, go. if she calls back, don't don't piss her off too much. She's going to come downstairs. She's going to talk to me. I have a pounding headache. I can't hear it. Please, I can't right. take it well, anymore. Here's help Harry's me. husband who says he's in big trouble and needs Ronnie's help. Uh, finally, uh, here's the final tip. Ronnie tells you how you should shave your asshole. All, All right. right. Here you go. Final tip from Ronnie in the morning. Here's a sexy way to shave off your asshole tip. Make sure you go with the grain of your asshole. Otherwise, you could cut your asshole. Start out to shave and move in because you, you don't want to damage that starfish. The starfish points into your asshole, not out. Your asshole will be so clean, your girl will want to eat dinner off it. Bone asshole teeth. Wow. What? Bone asshole teeth. Like, I think oh, he's Oh, I see. Bone, bone, bone teeth, appetite. Bone yeah. asshole teeth. Okay. Come on, Robin. Get with it. <laughs> A little slow on the uptake today. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it. Uh, some sort of tips on how to shave your asshole. I don't know that I'd know how to do it any better. I still don't understand how he does it, but... Uh, what's, Ronnie, what's so hard to understand? I don't get it. It just seems to me that it's such a sensitive area to be messing around with a shaver or blade. Uh, and blindly. And yeah, like kind of just moving around in the area blindly is just insanity to me. But okay. I mean, you make sure you make sure you lather up really good. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. you, don't, you know, use some good, you know, shaving gel. I don't use Look, shaving cream because shaving cream to me doesn't seem to, uh, Really, really work good. It kind of like shaving cream doesn't last long. Like if you don't get to it right away, it kind of like dries up, and that's right. when you wind up cutting yourself. See, a shaving gel lasts; it stays on there while you know while you're playing around there, you know, trimming everything. How often do you do it? Once a week. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, I can't imagine a, like... if you keep after it. You know, you don't. You know, it's like cutting your lawn out front. You know, you know what it's like once a week you keep after it it, it doesn't get you know doesn't you know what's me. weird no one in my house is sticking shit up my ass and and licking my asshole so i guess uh i i don't need to work on no, that but, area yeah yeah but still even even if you you know it, it's it's a hygienic thing for me i think mm. it's you know mm. a, a wow. lot it's a lot more comfortable to me actually especially when you know when you take a dump and you're wiping your ass you get much cleaner too because <laughs> with the, all that hair back there if you have hair, a lot of hair in your asshole you know you don't you don't get all the remnants out when you're wiping your ass even with like baby wipes it's it's hard to get it all out you know this when way, you move to vegas if you get bored you should open up like a like a um an ass barber shop like <laughs> where people could go and, and ronnie will shave you out yeah yeah that's okay I once read an article. They say most people spend a third of their life sleeping. Ronnie spends a third of his life on asshole keep, you know, upkeep. Upkeep. Balls also. Balls. Balls balls and ass. Don't forget the balls. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, the same thing with the balls. I mean, if if you don't keep up with that, I mean, you know, it's it it gets kind of gross. I mean, this is all new, Ronnie. I mean, you never shaved your asshole when, you know, before you met Stephanie. You know what I mean? Um. 
Yeah, you're probably right with that because who cared back in in the olden the olden days, girls were into hairy shit. Right, and I'm not into hairy shit anymore. Right, just like guys, you know, guys also aren't into hairy pussy anymore. Right. All right. PJ, you know, you're on the going, if if you go back and look back in the day, like I'm sounding like Bobo now, but if you if you go back looking back in the day, like in the seventies and eighties, you know, even the Playboy chicks and you know penthouse chicks, they had big put you know big bushes. You don't see that shit no more. It's starting to come back hey, a little bit on on. You don't women. even see penthouse yeah. and Playboy anymore, right? Yeah, well, I'm even talking <laughs> about in porn. If you go if you look yeah. at porn now, you know most of the chicks are shaved, but now if you look. It's starting to come back a little bit. Girls are starting I don't to have like a little it. bit of. Oh, you, you don't? Know. No, I know what Ronnie's talking about. They, they, yeah. like a lot of the porn now. Some girls have like a little bit of. <laughs> <laughs> I fell off his chair. Something like he's drowning. <laughs> uh, no, you, you'll you put on a porn to make some girls are starting to like have like that. You know, like the like in the pubic area, they have a little square, and I don't even like that. A square. You know, like a or, little like a triangle, triangle, yeah. yeah, yeah, like a Hitler mustache. Uh, like PJ. rather than shave, they've trimmed. Yeah, yeah, not good. It's not a good look. PJ, you're on the air. Hey Howard, hey, hey Robin, yo Ronnie, you got some fans, man. Fuck that lady, especially her voice, dude. If I was married to her, I would shoot myself, dude. I don't even know who's fucking her, bro. You're winning right now, dude. Seriously, like all right, PJ. You, I've been a fan for a long time. Thanks, Very man. good. All right. Yeah. Oh, Mildred's on the phone. She says Ronnie's right. Ron- Mildred, are you a fan of Ronnie? Yes. I wanted <laughs> to comment. He says it back in the day. People like women like carry assholes on men. And it's true. <laughs> I love when they had dingleberries stuck in their ass. Uh, I pop them in my mouth like they were Werther's originals. <laughs> well, there you go, Ronnie. You were right. Back in the day, the women liked the hairy asshole. Yeah, they, you but go. you don't like it I anymore. Kept cunt. I kept is- my cunt nice and hairy for the men that would come and fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a jungle down to, there. Howard, Howard. I used to floss my teeth with my husband's ass hair. <laughs> okay, honey. <laughs> uh, okay, AJ. Final question for Ronnie, and then I got to move on. And uh, the ladies from Friends will be yeah. talking with me. I'm excited about Good morning, that. Howard. Good morning, AJ. Hey, real quick, Ronnie. A uh, question for you. I uh, just want to know since. Seems like you've done just about everything, but is there anywhere that you draw the line with Stephanie in bed? Is there is there anything that you just just won't do? Is there any uh, sex act, Ronnie, that you won't perform? I mean, can you think of something that would like where the line is drawn? It seems like you've done just about everything imaginable. <laughs> so I just all right. Let's find out. What is it, Ronnie? I, I don't. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not into that role play shit. That's not my thing. You know? Well, I think that's too creative for you. In other words, you don't know what to say. No, I know what to, I would know what to say. It's it just to me, it's just like stupid. You, you can't it. get into it. No, it's just not my thing. 
Never. Oh, was. you mean like if like if she pretends she's a schoolgirl and you're her uh, headmaster oh, or something? Yeah, you well, won't that, do? that you know, she wants to dress up in an outfit and do that. That that's cool, but you know, um, you don't want to play the headmaster. You yeah, don't, I don't want to talk go to words and like scripted shit, you know. Well, it's you ad lib. In other words, you pretend, uh, you know. Oh, we pre- yeah, we pretend, you know. I mean, like, we'll, like we'll watch porno, and we'll kind of like act out the same thing that they're doing, you know. We'll do that. Yeah. You mean the the action part? Yeah, yeah. The fuck exactly. you actually, like, well, no, we'll, we'll do the whole thing, like making out first, and then all that bullshit. And then, right, but there's know. no talking. You're not saying the dialogue. No, 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 no. Do you <laughs> just ever the actual, do you, just the? But in other action. words, do you yeah. ever talk dirty? Will you ever do that in bed, or you, that doesn't interest you? Yeah, we do that a little bit, but I we like doing the watching the porn movies better. We like that okay. better. Just watching and acting out the porn movies better. So, AJ, there you have your answer. Ronnie doesn't like like play acting. He's not in an improv theater. He doesn't want to pretend that, uh, let's say, Stephanie is a patient and he's a doctor. Like, that would be off the table. That's something he wouldn't do. Right, Ron? All right. Right. All right. He's not going to waste his time. One more question, okay. Howard, if you got a second. Is, uh, okay. is Beth open to anal? <laughs> listen beth is uh the greatest lover of all time i'm very satisfied with her and uh i know she's got to be satisfied with me uh she is open to anal the other night she stuck um uh, a big tomato in my ass and uh, <laughs> she's open to your anal <laughs> she's open to my anal she's actually not open to my anal Beth, i don't think beth would mind me saying that she is not i mean it's not her thing. Let's put it that way, okay? And it's not my thing, really. So it's fine. What we do is just perfect. So well, that's, I'm not looking. That's not a, an everyday occurrence for me either. You know, it's right. just um, that's a special occasion. It just happens. It happens. Yeah, and I think Barani has made it clear that a lot of times what he calls anal, he just takes his penis and rests it between Stephanie's cheeks, right? And rubs back and forth. He doesn't actually go in. He uh, he uses it like um. Like a hot dog bun. Right. right. Exactly. Right. You're the hot I'll tell dog. You what? I mean, it, it's fun. It really it is. It is fun. It doesn't it hurt fun. your penis and to, like, you, you get enough friction back there. Like, I mean, you don't get too much friction. Uh, because, well, what happens is, uh, like, uh, when I'm just when I'm just starting out with her, just like if we're watching TV, uh, there's a lot of pre cum. So it's, it's like loop. <laughs> It's kind of lubed up in there. Yeah. You know, so I, we don't even have to use like any kind of lube or anything. So, and you, uh, and you take your penis. So, like, your penis goes in at the bottom and then like shoots out the top, right? Like, in other words, it's like titty right. fucking. Right. Right. Exactly. I see. Exactly. I right. See. I see. All right. Very good. But the, the, the anal, you know, that's, that's a rare thing. Very Is there any rare. anal juice that, uh, lubes in there too with your pre cum? Uh, I don't know. I never really investigated. Right. I see. And and it seems like you're like a leaky old faucet. I mean, you're always with this pre-com. I mean, it's wild. I, mean, I don't even know where yeah, that's well, all that, coming. That's kind of like what I, that's my thing. It's like, that's how I, that's my, it's like natural lube. Natural juices. Um, right. Yeah, because I'm, I'm turned on. And, and what happens is, like, I'll I'll just like, it's almost like pushing it out. And it, you know, you get these little drops that come out and then, you know, 
builds <laughs> up, up, and then you got this whole lube going on. Oh, God. And where, you, does you don't the, need... where do the drops go, Ronnie? In between her cheeks. Oh, okay. On the bun. Yeah, What's on the, the matter bun. with you, Robin? On the bun. Yeah. Yeah. On the buns. That's like the mustard. In between in between the, the buns. Uh, ah. Ronnie's a human hot dog, and Stephanie's the buns, and then his pre-cum is the mustard. I see. And, you know. And then when Ronnie starts bleeding, it's the ketchup. <laughs> no, I don't bleed. There's no bleeding. You gotta throw up from this. No ketchup on that, right. on that hamburger or hot dog. I mean, I, I mean, I gotta tell you, I'm a man. I don't know what all this pre-cum is. I, I don't. <laughs> That's his thing. <laughs> I mean, his, his 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 penis drips like a runny nose. I mean, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It, it's I I kind of like can shoot it out. Man, you're, you're like in Spider-Man. control of that, huh? Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. Spider Man would press down on his wrist and that shit would yeah. shoot out. Yeah, Ronnie's yeah, like could, that. Like all of a sudden, all of a sudden, like I'll be laying there and like not, I'll be doing nothing. This is how it starts out. It's in, you know, it's my penis is in between her buns there. Okay, so and you, then if we'll you just, just, you know, you'll turn over. She's on her side or something, right? And you'll just say, "Whoa, let me do this." No, like she'll back up to me like, oh i see and like i know she she likes to cuddle like that uh-huh. and she'll act i could tell like when she l- likes to do it because she'll push he'll she'll kind of almost arrange it that way you know what i'm I saying mm. <laughs> what's going on in that house <laughs> well the tv's always on that's all i know yeah She's pushing her ass onto his on. dick. Oh, yeah, the I mean, TV you... is on a lot. <laughs> yeah. TV seems to stimulate everything. Yes. Yeah. All right, let's end this with a clip of Ronnie yelling at the girls at scores. This is when Ronnie started to get really out of control. Like, now he's he's in full Ronnie mode, and he's in charge of all the women and telling them what to do, and here it is. Enjoy. We're here tonight. We're doing a photo shoot for the website, for the Howard Stern website. We're going to take some girls. We're going to put some in-demand T-shirts on them. And uh, we're going to cut them up, make them nice and short so their little boobs are sticking out. Tonight, I am orchestrating the whole deal here. Let me see that pussy. I'm going to set the girls up, tell them how to pose. Get up on the couch. Tell them how to smile. Come on, sexy look, sexy. This is a job for me because the girls listen to me. Smack the shit out of you. Number two, they love me. Do a shot. Number three, if they don't do what I say, they don't work here anymore. Wow. <laughs> that, that was full on. That was out of totally out of control. Yeah, right. Do a shot. <laughs> you don't work here anymore. I'm telling you, he started to believe he owned the place. Those He's a some strip club time, Hitler. <laughs> yeah. That's, strip club Hitler you, over there. That's where Jason learned how to be a photographer. <laughs> oh, yep. my God. All right, Ron, uh, good work. And uh, what's the temp in Vegas uh, t- today? What's going to be the high? Oh, today, we Wednesday, know? Wednesday? It's only going to be when? 92. Only th- the high of 92? Yeah, when, yeah All right. 92 today. All right, that's not bad. All right, yeah. Emperor Ronnie, he's uh, king of the strip clubs, and that's uh, <laughs> a little update on Ronnie. Yeah. I, I should, when I come back, I should. I got to get to uh, – oh, I do – you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do this right now. I just want to mention that um, – uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse, Mecca Lecca High, Mecca Heine Ho. The guy who played Jombie died. Oh. Remember Jombie, the genie yeah. in the box, his head would only be seen? Right. He died. I did not know that. When did that happen? Jombie. He would say Mecca Lecca High, Mecca Heine Ho. Mecca Lecca High, Mecca Heine Ho. 
<laughs> that was him. He died like last oh. week, but I never got to it. I didn't see it. Yeah. What got him? How old was he? He wasn't that old. Uh, let's see. I think I printed it all. You know what? Let me take a break. I'll come back with that. And okay. I got to just tell you something about Sal. And um, oh, there's so much. There's so much. Here, let me just. Here, I did. I did make a note of this. Uh, John Paragon, known for the role on Pee Wee's Playhouse, dies at 66. Oh. Uh, John played the role of Jeannie Jombie for nearly five years on Pee Wee's Playhouse. His famous catchphrase, Mecca Lecca High, Mecca Heine Ho. John met Paul Rubens, who of course is Pee Wee, while he was doing performing at the Groundlings in Los Angeles. John wasn't just a performer. He wrote and directed multiple episodes of Playhouse, wrote a Pee Wee Christmas special along with Paul Rubens in 1988. Outside of Pee-wee's Playhouse, John had brief roles in Cheers, Seinfeld, and movies like Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. Uh, he died of heart disease and other significant oh. conditions of chronic alcohol abuse, according to the Riverside Sheriff's Department. I guess he probably fell apart after Pee-wee fucked up and um, the, the show went off the air. Well, Maybe, you're you know, going to blame Pee-wee for that? <laughs> I'm not blaming Pee-wee, but I'm just saying. I mean, the guy probably was destroyed. You see, you see, when you lose a gig, it affects more than just the lead guy. Well, I've been hearing a lot about a lot of suicides <clears throat> during the pandemic. You know, people have really gone off the edge from losing jobs, being locked in the house, etc. Well, anyway, if you remember, all the kids, like Pee-wee would say, Mecca, Lecca, hi, Mecca, hiney, ho, and then Jambi would make his wish come true. Right. And sometimes he, he, Pee-wee would tell the kids just to keep saying, Mecca, Lecca, hi, Mecca, hiney, ho. Mecca, Lecca, Lecca, hi, Mecca, hiney, ho. Mecca, Lecca, hi, Mecca, hiney, ho. Mecca, Lecca, hi, Mecca, hiney, ho. Now, everyone home. Mecca, Lecca, hi, Mecca, hiney, ho. I mean, they never stopped. Make a wish, Robin. Where the heck is my wish? We've said it a million times. The wish is, is granted. Long live oh, Jambi. Final. Long live Jambi. That was a great show. It really was. I love Pee Wee Whatever. Yeah. All right. We'll uh, take a break. We'll come back. We'll uh, we'll look. Uh, Reconvene right after these words. Oh, and then, uh, and then, of course, I I have all the words. <laughs> words. Uh, you know, Bowie uh, wrote this. I'm afraid of America. It's such a great song. He was traveling in Indonesia, and he saw their first McDonald's going up, and he thought to himself, "For fuck's sake!" That's what he said. For fuck's sake! And then uh, <laughs> he wrote, "I'm afraid of Americans." I'm a, I'm afraid I feel the same way he does. When I go to some exotic place and I see a McDonald's, I'm like, I didn't come here for that. I can see that at home. I'm afraid of Americans when I see a bunch of um, like a hundred hotel, a uh, hundred uh, people who work at a hospital in this country who are healthcare workers who are signing a petition that they do not want the COVID vaccine. That, I'm afraid of Americans. I'm afraid of Americans. I'm afraid of the world. I am afraid of Americans. 
You have to. I'm afraid of the world. Hey, now, you better be. We ain't taking that vaccine. We don't need that vaccine. Let me see if I can take a few phone calls. Oh, by the way, before oh, I wait get a minute. Phones, you did all of Mekalika High, Mekahine. Yeah, I mean, I gave you enough. Uh, I could have gotten into more, but I mean, how much you want to know? I mean, we no, were fans. I, I but, just wanted to, I thought we were, yeah. you know, but you had then gone on, so you did that. Yeah, I did uh, enough, Robin. He, he got a nice mention here on the show. Uh, like, how long was he on the show? Come on. By the way, I got a, um, a letter from... <laughs> do um, a longer thing for Pee Wee Herman, I hope. I, yeah, absolutely. I got a um, a lovely letter from uh, an executive at ABC who said, Howard, we heard you yesterday. Uh, please come on Celebrity Family Feud. You can do whatever you want on there. You can even play your, your own. You can have your radio family play the whack pack. Anything you want. We want you on Celebrity what? Family Feud. Yes. Who of the whack um, pack would you invite? Oh, please. They're all out of control, that whack pack. <laughs> I know. Um, Who could even explain the game to? Howard, this is from the fans. I'm a huge Family Feud fan, and I'm a Howard Stern fan. Nothing could make me happier than to see these two worlds collide. You have to rethink this, Howard. It would be so much fun. No, I am not going on Celebrity Family Feud. I am sorry. I do not want to make a fool out of myself. I know what will happen. At home, I play really well. You I really don't think you could even get in, you know, like you would be the first buzzer, right? You know, like right. go up to the desk to see who gets control of the board. Right. You don't even think you could get through that? Nope. It's too much pressure on me. I don't want to say to my fans I'm an idiot. I don't need you guys goofing on me. I know if I hit the buzzer, and I probably will hit the buzzer first, and then and then Steve Harvey would go, and you're, and what, what do you think the answer is, Howard? And I go, uh, um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and i don't need then and i watch feud every night i don't need steve making that face he makes to the camera when you don't even know he's, he, he does this right. face which is like this guy's an idiot face you know okay but, uh, uh high pitch eric uh, you, you can woo. feel it <laughs> no i'd be like okay debbie the come lady let's hear your answer <laughs> that's what you want to hear <laughs> it would it would be worth uh, going on network TV and going through any humiliation of me not knowing an answer if he just said, "All right, let's hear from Debbie the come. Come on up here, Debbie the come lady." <laughs> and Wendy the slow adult. Howard, please go on Celebrity Family Feud. You should bring Beth, Robin, Gary, and Fred. They would be epic. Well, Robin, I would definitely bring because she's good on these game shows, and Fred for sure. Gary, too. Yeah, that is a good lineup. I mean, yeah. Gary's really good on this stuff. Uh, plus, yeah. he says, bring Ralph, and he can tag along as your boyfriend. He would represent <laughs> my boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, we could suck each other's dick on camera. That'd be pretty funny. But uh, I know I would fuck up, and Steve Harvey would give that face to the camera. That He does, and it's so great, because you go, yep, Steve's letting us know. This guy's an idiot. Jeff, the vomit guy, come on up here. Let's see what, you know, come on and let's feud. Um, I got to tell you about Sal. Let me, let me just take a couple of phone calls. We have a lot to get to this morning. Um, Jeff, go ahead in Maryland real quick. Go ahead. Hey, Howard, how you doing? Hey, now. Hey, now. Um, 
Hey, listen, I got a question. Hey, all this talk about talking about ball shaving and all that. Uh, it's you know we've heard that Robin's sex life hasn't been the greatest, and I'm just curious is she is she still shaving her uh, vagina yes. down to nothing? Of course she is. You're still shaving your vagina, right, Robin? Yeah, I might not be, you know, as, as, I used to get waxed, you know, like I used to right. do that, but now I'm shaving. Uh, you're shaving and, and you're fastidious. In other words, you're, yeah, yeah. uh, but yeah, you yeah. know, the wax is really, you know, like they really get in there. <laughs> good, 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 good. At least you're shaving. Yeah, she's, you know, a lot of people have gotten lazy. In the pandemic, you... you're not waxing. <laughs> and you used to wax your asshole too, right? I mean, they'd get in there with everything. They get in. It was Brazilian was what they right. call it. That means everything. This woman can but take she's pain. Still, she's still I'll clean as a whistle. Yeah, she's clean. She's a she's a lovely lady, and she's a lady <laughs> with a capital L, if you understand what I'm saying, men. This is not a woman who doesn't groom herself. She never has an odor. I've worked with her. How many years I'm working with you? Almost 40 years. Mm. Never had an off day. Even during her menstruation, I never <laughs> detected an odor or anything. She is a lady with a capital L, super femme. Uh, everybody knows it. Um, and and yes, if you're ordinary, Richard and Sal regularly shave their asses too. Their their <laughs> their their upkeep has been incredible. Um, high pitch. Oh, okay. High pitch. If I do fa- if I do Celebrity Family Feud, would you come on? Oh yes, absolutely. Oh, you're available. All right, let yeah. me see you. You know, John Hine has a, a couple of celebrity, uh, you know, family feud type questions. Let me just okay. ask me one, and I'll show you how I'll fuck it up. I'll choke. It, it'll be <laughs> obvious don't to everyone. Try to choke. No, just, no, I'm not going. I'm going to try and answer it. Go ahead. Go give ahead. me a, give me one. Put on your mic, John. John. Your microphone is not on. So unprofessional, this guy. You know, I hired him from an SAT company. He was uh, hey not a professional broadcaster. Go ahead, John. N- now I'm ready. Okay, we surveyed 100 people. The uh, top eight answers are on the board. Here's the question. Name you would like something. Steve Harvey, a little more energy. Name something he associated with vampires. Biting. Biting. Oh, is it up there? Sorry, it is not. Yeah, you it, see it, what I mean? one of the answers. Are you kidding me? Biting no. isn't biting is blood there? No. Well, blood so, is, but biting this? isn't. Blood is, but about, biting isn't. I would have said fangs. Was that? What are you saying, Eric? I said teeth. Teeth. Teeth is not a correct answer. Fangs is a correct answer. But That's you see, number seven. You see, but on feud, they would have given Eric, if he said teeth, no, fangs sometimes have they have accepted. the slash. Teeth slash no. fangs. Yeah. Otherwise, I, listen, they don't give it to you. Robin, I watch a ton of feud. They're very generous with their interpretation. Is there they, anything resembling uh, biting? No. Yes, blood or bloodsucker is acceptable. I don't think they'd give it to you for that. They would. They would. I, they're so liberal on um, on Celebrity Family Feud. Well, it's they ridiculous. must have really loosened up because I. it always had to be on the board. All right, go let ahead. Me try, let me try a different one. Name right. something in a person's closet that only comes out on special occasions. Evening yes. gown. Evening gown. Uh, dress is the number two response. Robin, you can beat it. There's one. No, wait, wait. Back. Eric said. Eric is next. Yeah. He's the Sorry. opposing e- side. Eric. Eric. Said I said. I said suits. 
Suit or tux is the number one okay. answer. I was going to say that. You know, there's, there's, my, there's my point. You're I'm, not going on, I'm not going to go on national TV and lose to this fucking guy with an IQ of 80. <laughs> and that's my problem. That's my no offense, Eric. But I am not going on TV and humiliating myself. And this guy, I know this guy at ABC for years. Lovely guy. Sends me the bachelor. I don't know if he wants his name said, so that's why I'm not saying it. But here, I'll read you the email. Hold on. I sent it to my wife because we always fantasize about being on feud <laughs> when we're watching so it. Howard, what, Howard, I want to try one more question. Here, I'll give you his I don't think he'll care. It's Robert Mills. He's, he works at ABC. He goes, hey, hey, now, Howard, I heard you talking about Celebrity Family Feud and just wanted you to know if you ever want to appear, we will make anything work. You could have a team and Beth could have a separate team and play against each other. That ain't happening. You could play with your family against your radio family. We could have your Radio family play against the whack pack. The combinations are endless. You have carte blanche. Uh, glad you enjoy the show. Hope you're enjoying Bachelorette. Of course I am. Thank you. Uh, I know Robert a long time. Nice guy. Um, look, it's gonna be. It would be a funny bit. I, I know that. But do you see what just happened? I lost. Well, let's the fucking try one Eric. more. Maybe that was a fluke. Howard, I have All right, two Eric. more. I have two more that I think you're gonna get your confidence up. Eric, get ready. Here we go. But to just understand something. Okay. As you're listening to Eric just beat me. <laughs> okay? You, you're, you're missing the whole point of this. Eric uh, just beat. Well, you know, it, it, as clo a broken clock is right twice a day. Oh, Let's exactly. try again. I'm telling you, I, I fuck, I, I get nervous. And when I play with my wife at home, I'm a genius. I do Game it great. gown was a good answer. Yeah, but yeah, Eric, number had, two. Eric had number one. Eric, not somebody else. Eric. Or, or, Howard, this will get your confidence up. By the way. Nothing can change my mind now that Eric beat me. All right, Eric, you ready? Here we go. Yeah, I'm when ready. You when you enter right. a bathroom, what right. color do you really hope not to see in the toilet bowl? Brown. Howard. Brown. Number one answer. I beat him. Brown. All right, I you beat him. I got the word. the same way, Eric. You got to, and, and well, that's anyway, what I mean. he would get to play. But that's what I mean. Eric beat me on an answer, and he just answered the same answer I am. <laughs> That was, one, that was an easy I, one. I've got one more. Uh, you know, Eric, we took his IQ. He is technically stupider than a piece of wood, and he beat me. No offense, Eric. I love you. I don't but. believe that, by the way. I believe that he cheated on that test to make himself seem stupider. No. Go ahead. No, Eric. I, no, I didn't Eric. cheat. Yeah. Eric, I think Eric this, one, this one is more up your alley, Eric. So, Howard, if you beat no, Eric ahead. on this one, you should feel good about yourself. Go ahead. Name something you find in a breakfast buffet. Eggs. Pancakes. Pancakes is not on the list. Eggs right. is the number one answer. There Howard. you, you go. control the board. Um, and bacon, he, sausage, Eric potatoes. would have been wrong, wrong, wrong. He would have gotten an egg. Thank God. Thank God, wow. Eric. If I, can't, if I can't beat... But Eric could beat me on one answer, and I know that's what would happen if I was on Feud, because you don't, you, know, you don't get many opportunities. And you don't I know, know what I'll, the category will be. And then what happens is then you go, okay, we'll take it, Steve. We'll take the board now. Right. Now, what was the category again, John? Things in a breakfast buffet? The one now you just got was, yeah, name something you find at a breakfast buffet. Now you got to go, like, bacon. Number two you answer. Sausage. Sausage. Number three right. answer. Okay, and then you start Hash going. Hash browns. Not, 
Number four answer. You see, here's the problem. She what? thought of hash browns. Steve will come to me and I'll go, um, uh, uh, you know what I mean? I was already out of juice. <laughs> juice, number five answer. Well, there you okay, go. Thank you. See? <laughs> if you had said, Steve, I'm out of juice, you would have gotten through. Is flies on there? <laughs> flies is not, is not no. here. Serious. Uh, cauliflower this is the easiest one isn't cereal on there cereal is the number eight answer yes hmm. how many more do we have two more there are two See, more answers now, now here don't ah, say don't ah, say anything coffee. coffee is the number six answer right. very good now, Eric. now at this point left. now it's howard's turn now it's my turn and it'd be like um uh, uh, <laughs> i don't yeah I, I, uh Jism uh, from homeless people. I Do we saw have that jism from homeless people. <laughs> Metamucil crackers. <laughs> Show us Metamucil crackers. Stop it, Howard. You've got it. Yogurt. E. coli. Is, Is it E. coli or yogurt? <laughs> Is it yogurt? It is not. Yeah. Oh. So now, Eric, you Wait, have a I chance know. to steal. I know what it Eric. is. It's Fecal bacteria, because I read tons of articles about these buffets. <laughs> Show us fecal bacteria. <laughs> Eric, you can steal. There's one answer left. Name something that you find in a breakfast buffet. I got it. It's cru it's croissants. Croissants. Or That's toast. Wrong. Is it yeah, easy. toast, Is bread, pastry? Croissant? <laughs> no? No, what it, it is, is not. What is it? Tell, tell me what it is, because I bet it's similar. The remaining answer is melon. Melon is the last one. I was going to say fruit. fruit. Would you have accepted that? I would have. Robin is that person on Feud who always goes afterwards. I was going to say fruit. No, I was no, no, say no, no. It. I was going to say fruit, but then I said cereal because cereal has to be there. Yeah, you, well, you should have said fruit. Uh, well, fruit and cereal. No, I was going to say that. You can't oh, do that. I'm telling you, I'm Feud. Look. You, you know one what one? I was going to say? I was going to say mouse shit. Because that most of these places, particularly <laughs> Manhattan, who knows what's doing? No, in that little in that little coffee clutch, when they all get to say one answer, I right. would have said fruit and cereal as two of the suggestions. You would have taken it. All right, I'm playing Eric now. Give me, go, go ahead, go, give me okay, one here last. Here we go. One. Go ahead. Name a common component in a candy bar. Chocolate. Chocolate. Snickers. Nope. Hold on, Eric. Oh, good. Chocolate is the number one answer. Oh, good. So, so now, you Howard, you would, so yeah. you would control would, it. But watch what happens. There are five many? more answers. Five more. Right. Name Let me a give common you... candy right. bar component. All right. Here's what happens. Watch me. Nuts. Show us nuts. Yes. Peanuts is the number two answer. Okay. Okay. So far, you go, hey, Howard's pretty good at this. All right. Then you go, um... <laughs> caramel. Yeah. Caramel is the number three answer. Okay, okay. Number four. Um, I already said chocolate, right? <laughs> yeah, you, you, chocolate is yeah. the number one answer, Howard. This is we where I start different. getting stupid, you know what I mean? This well, is where on, Think about a candy bar. You All right, them. take it easy over there. Uh... <laughs> Uh, see, and everyone's going at home, and Steve Harvey's rolling his eyes. And come on, Howard, 
Um, love, maybe. <laughs> don't they put up? Don't we, the elves put love in? The, all right, I'm going to say, oh, like nougat, nougat, nougat. Number four answer. Okay, Very and then good. I'm going to say, like cracker, like uh, like, like like cracker, cookie or cracker, yeah, cookie. Yeah. Would Do we have cracker? No. And Sorry, no. Mm. Cracker is not. Yeah, this is where I fall short. That's anyway, strike. you still have more. Oh, it's all right. What's the What's the last answer? It says coconut. Would okay. I, I was going to say coconut, good. like a Mounds bar. You were going to say. You see, you're that person. I was again. You wouldn't let me play. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're not going on feud with me. You're too good at it. She was going to say coconut. She wasn't going to say. That. I was thinking of a Mounds bar. Coconut. <laughs> Oh. Robin, Robin, name something you would buy after getting engaged. Something you would buy after Oh, no, you can't repeat. Engaged. You got to come in quick. Horrible for me. Uh, something look, you would buy after getting engaged. Uh, Howard, do you have an answer? A what? A something you would buy after getting engaged? A ring. No, you Number got two. the ring. You're engaged. The number two answer is ring. Well played, yeah. Howard. They're, they're I, all I, dummies. I like how Robin, yeah, every minute. Oh, yeah, I, I would have said. I would have, meanwhile, no, 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 no. I didn't yeah, say I would have said ring. You choked. <laughs> I you have choked. That. <laughs> That's uh, prenup. not my area. What's out, what else do you buy after you get engaged? Prenup. Prenup is not on the board. All right, sorry. All right. Okay, you ready? Here, I'll go. A vacation package. Sorry, that's incorrect. Hmm. Um, a car. A car is a incorrect. Car. Number one answer is still up there. So you you see, this is where you look stupid. This is where you look stupid on feud. Come on, Robin. What would you buy after you get engaged? Uh, see? She didn't know either. I don't know anything. A dress? Dress is the number one answer. <laughs> Too wow. late. You lose. Don't give her three strikes. I said three strikes. Champagne and dinner are the remaining two answers. See, we look like idiots. We're not going on. That's a weird question, and these are weird answers. Hey, Eric, what are you calling about anyway? Okay, so I heard Gonzo the other day talking about that tranny he met. And... You know, I was thinking about that call. Rather than him meeting that tranny, he could have came over to my house and sucked my dick. Oh, yeah, we heard that you have gone completely gay. You're off women. You're gay now, right? I mean, I I love Gonzo. Gonzo's a good friend of mine. So you're gay now? I mean, not not really, but I love Gonzo. Gonzo could it. You would let Gonzo suck your dick? Yeah. So you're gay? I mean, if Gonzo would have called me and said, hey, Eric, I'm kind of lonely and depressed. Can I come over and be with you? I said, if you're that lonely, I would say, yeah, come on over. So if Steve, if we go on Family Feud and Steve Harvey says, uh, Eric, tell me, are you heterosexual or homosexual? What are you going to say? I would say, I would go, I would say, I, I, I like certain kind of people. I see. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> 
And then he gets up yeah, and sure. he beats me. He would go, I like certain kind of people, Steve. And Steve rolls his eyes. And then they go, okay, Howard, give me Howard and give me high pitch. And the next thing you know, <laughs> high pitch is beating me. High pitch trounces you. <laughs> Gonzo, what's up? Hey. Hey, what's up, Howard? Um, hey, can you tell high pitch I'm not, I'm not gay and to stop trying to do gay stuff? Yeah, but Gonzo, you went down on that tranny. I know, but that's like a hot trans girl, Eric. You're, you're, you're like a 400-pound man. I don't, I don't want to suck your dick. I love you, I'm not gay at all. By yeah, the way, Gonzo, yeah, but... uh, you, you generated a lot of mail the other day, Gonzo. Did he? Yeah. A lot of people were fascinated. <laughs> Gonzo met a, a woman on a dating app. He went out with her. She was super hot, like a 10. Um, got back to the apartment. They start making out. Gonzo realizes that she uh, used to be a dude. Uh, they get down to it. Gonzo... Um, Gonzo got intimate with her. He he said he went down on her, and I assume she had a vagina. He he says no, she had a penis, and he calls that going down on her. I said that's you know blowing uh, a penis, and he says no. Calling it a clit. (laughs) He called it a clitoris, uh, which Gonzo. A lot of people were like, "This guy's fucking crazy. That isn't a clitoris. (laughs) It's a penis." (laughs) It is. If it's on a throat. Consider- and then uh, I said, did you fuck her in the ass? And he took offense. He said, that's her vagina. I go, yeah. no, that's her ass. Her ass vag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah her ass vag. <laughs> yeah, well, so, yeah. What's going on, by the way, Gonzo? Are you still with her? Yeah, yeah, of course. Wow. Um, good. Yeah, everything's, everything's good going you. good. And, yeah, so. Yeah. I mean, so, how, you know, how, it just, high pitch keeps sending me messages, though, trying to, like, like I, I guess he like thinks I'm gay now because he heard that I hooked up with a trans girl and he's like, like offering to suck my dick and wants to like come over and hang out. Just I'm not that, just because I have Gonzo, a Gonzo, have you, that doesn't, that doesn't, Gonzo, make, have you, doesn't make you gay. Gonzo, have you slept with him or her? Have I what? Have you slept with him? Her? Yeah, I, I, I we we had sex her. That's what we talked about the other day. Wow, I, I don't know how you could do that. Like, I thought you were straight. I am straight. It's not gay to hook up with a transfer. That was the whole point of the of the call. Yeah, but and I actually, so, I take offense to you, Eric, trying to to it. I take offense to you assuming that because I hook up with a with a trans girl, <laughs> I, I want to fuck you. <laughs> that's that's yeah, the Yeah, look, at least at least you know, I at least I'll tell you if you're lonely, I'm always available for you. I know, but I would rather just fuck a, a regular chick, though, instead of a 400-pound man. Well, why insult Eric? I mean, yeah. Eric has a penis, and you yeah, have I sucked mean, I, a penis, uh, Gonzo. Uh, why not? Well, Gonzo is saying that he wouldn't blow Eric he doesn't under have, any circumstances. It's a big, it's an, it's an extreme leap to go from from fucking a really hot trans girl to hypercharic. That's my only point. But, but in all fairness, Eric really has tits. <laughs> Eric has tits. Eric has a, a tiny penis. I could see, and Eric has an ass. And if you want to call it a vagina, you could. <laughs> Eric has know, to take it's, care it's of attra- It's not attractive to me. <laughs> what is that? Well, I what do you, what, 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 why do you, why do you, you say it's not man. attractive? Why do you say it's not attractive? Because I'm a heterosexual man, Eric. I'm not a homosexual. If I was gay and I was into your type of guy then that would be one thing but i'm not i'm not at all gay i'm 100 percent straight and i just you know i'm banging a transfer right now but that's 
That doesn't make me gay at all. It's, it's a, it's a, trans, it's a woman. A trans, I mean, a trans girl with a penis. Listen it's to how smart clip. Eric I is. All I, don't, I don't consider it a penis at all. It's, it's her clip. I mean, Eric does have a woman's mm. voice. Um, if Eric said to you, Gonzo, that he now identifies as a woman, would that change anything? He would have to lose 300 pounds and get breast. I, no, he would have to look like a woman. Eric doesn't look like a woman. Eric. Well, if, even if he identified as one. It's not Eric, would you? What if I go get a wig and, like, transform into a woman? <laughs> would, would you do that? I've seen you in wig, Eric. You're not, it's not attractive to me. That's just not my sexual preference. I'm a straight man. Eric, would you be okay if Gonzo called your ass a vagina? Are you okay with that? With him, yes. I would, I would be okay with that, yes. Yes. <laughs> all right. It's all grossing me out. Can you just tell Eric I'm not gay? Right, please. Well, listen, I don't know what you are. I don't know you that well, Gonzo, but uh, Gonzo, it's we don't know. Because after, the, after, that, after that call the other day, well, I don't know what you are anymore. Well, no, I, Eric, you don't are. know what you are. <laughs> yeah, I'm Robin, straight. Eric, I'm 100% straight. Eric, Robin, what are you? I know what I am. What Robin, are you? I know what I am. Okay, Robin, right, what, don't play. What don't are play, you? Don't play. <laughs> I'm 50-50, okay? Oh. Oh. All right. I'm 100 that? Well, I guess, Gonzo, <laughs> Eric's feeling that, you know, because your your girlfriend has a penis, he thought maybe he had a shot with you. Yeah, no, I'm attracted to, to women. You have to, she, and my my girlfriend's a, well, she's not really my girlfriend. We're just cooking so up. You, so, so what are you saying? You're attracted to he shoots. No, and that's, no, I'm attracted to, to women, and she's a woman, She. She looks like a woman. So you would never know that she was trans except for her height. Why? How tall is she? She's just my height, six foot. Oh, so she's a bad. And thin. And thin, by the way, Eric. Oh, yeah. Like, nope. so, so, so she's really tall. Yeah. For a girl. Don't she, don't, don't she say, oh, God, so I love you? <laughs> okay, <laughs> enough of this. All right, uh, Gonzo's not interested in you, Eric. He he says he's heterosexual. Uh, his girlfriend he thinks of as a woman because she is a uh, trans female. Okay, you got it. Now all has right. Eric been into Gonzo all this time and just never said anything? Well, after that call the other day, I thought maybe Gonzo might be interested in me. Oh. no, Eric tried to fuck me a couple times before. Like we shared a hotel room. A couple times, and yeah, he's. If if I wanted to fuck her, I would have fucked her. <laughs> Put it that way. Gonzo, um, you know, the thing with Eric is, he's in love with you. You know that. Well, I mean, I love Eric too. Well, I'm not in love with him. But, but do I you not him. want Eric? Not... Do you you say he's texting you now and wants to have sex with you? Are you now saying no means no, and that you do not want any text from Eric? He's just being more explicit, like, because I feel like when I, um, when I admitted to hooking up with a trans girl, like, that was like, I just gave him carte blanche to just, you know, go full throttle with the gay stuff. And I'm telling Eric, I'm not gay, and it's not a gay act to hook up with a trans well, girl. 
And what, yeah, read, me, read me his text. What is he saying? No, just like, um, well, he called me immediately as soon as I, as soon as I got off the show, he called me and said, dude, you're gay now? Oh my God. And just, you know, all excited and right. like, you know, wants to have a, you know, a gay parade basically for me. So I think, I think he, he saw me saying, admitting this as like, uh, you know, a way for him to, cause Eric is pretty much, he's, he's gay. Well, let me ask you something. Uh, some might be thinking, and I'm, I'm, I, I don't know what to make of this. The fact that now you've sucked dick, uh, maybe I, whatever you want to call well, it was a let's penis. Let's call it lady dick. How about that? Lady dick. All right. Now that you've sucked <laughs> no, lady that's, dick, that's offensive. That's offensive. What do you Is mean it? that's offensive? It's a penis. It's not offensive. It's lady it's not, dick. <laughs> it doesn't have a. It's not a dick. It's, that's like her her vagina. I consider that like her clit. It's not. But wait a second. How big is her clit? How many inches? It's like four. It's not big at all. All right. That's so it's a four-inch clit. <laughs> yeah, ish. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. And you put your mouth, you put it in your mouth, right? And you sucked on it. Yeah, I went down. And you. All right. Do you think, I don't know, I'm exploring this with you. Do you think yeah. maybe this might be a more comfortable way for you to get into sucking on dick? No, I don't. I, I'm, I'm not a cocksucker. I don't like sucking dick. I, I don't. That's no. That's that's a that's gross to me. I mean, to me, I don't. I don't. I'm not turned on by that. I'm a heterosexual man. I like going down on girls. I like you know. It, I don't consider it sucking dick did, when I'm going. Down. I don't want to insult you. I'm just trying to find out. I swear. Did did her clit get hard at all? Yeah, yeah, but like I said, she's on hormones, but she can't like come or anything. It doesn't get like it's kind of like half chub, like a. So she had an I erection. Prefer. I don't want. I don't want a big. I don't want a big hard cock. <laughs> you know, but she got she got hard her her clitoris as you call it. Uh, and and, yeah. and when you're when you're sucking her clitoris, did you play with her balls? <laughs> um, <laughs> what do you call I'm not, those? <laughs> yeah, and, and what no, are those? And how do you? Really. I mean, what what do you do with those balls? Well, she's she's just a, she's a trans girl, so I just like went down on her like you would go down on a trans girl, like uh, mm. you know, just like you know, I whipped around the area, like 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 Howard, like when you're going out on a woman, like you right. look around her vagina area and her legs yes. and stuff, and like her ass, like that's what right. that's what I that's what I did. It's yeah, not no, I, 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 I'm, I'm not putting it down. I'm just trying to define what's going on here. Like, uh, it, listen, let's call them. Let's call it clitoris and lady balls, if that's what you're more comfortable with. <laughs> no. I don't and, like and did you terms. lick? Did you lick the lady balls? <laughs> Is that okay? I, I don't want to be offensive. I licked, here, you know. Okay, te- technically, I did lick her testicles. Yes, but okay. I consider okay. that like her vagina. That's like I went down on her. I don't. I'm not. Right. I'm not going to admit to. Take it easy, Gonzo. We're not attacking her. you. <laughs> Everyone's just no, no, trying I know, to I know, help Robert. here. I'm just. I'm just clarifying. Yeah. I'm yeah. Just clarifying. Take it easy. I don't. <laughs> all, right. all right. Sorry. Calm down. What did it? What did it taste like? What did it taste like? <laughs> she was very. She smelled per, like a like a lady. Like that's why I'm saying it's not like it's not like I went down on a. Tube I'm surprised. Like, I'm surprised she let you lick her lady balls, and I'll tell you why. Uh, and let's not even say not lady balls. That Maybe that's let's let's not even say that. Let's say you licked her ovaries or whatever. Let's call it something. What feminine. ovaries? They're in the body. I went. That's right. Her I went down. <laughs> you went down on her. Let's just say that. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm surprised she would let you do that because most people who are transsexual 
that I know that are pre-op, in other words, they don't have the vagina yet, they don't even like showing their penis and balls. I know a lot of people who are transsexual. They don't even like showing their balls or penis to any guy. I'm surprised she let you go down on her. Yeah, that was like the first thing that I did. Hmm. Maybe she wasn't I don't know, but Ralph she, says she he was, knows something about this. What is it, Ralph? Right. What do you want to tell Please Gonzo? somebody explain to us what's Here's going an expert. On. This is an expert. I, I, I'm looking for an explanation because I can't figure out how in the world you go down on a guy <laughs> and not a guy, you, just Ralph. Suck, you suck a guy's dick and lick his balls and say you're hundred percent straight. I mean, I'm, it's no offense. I mean it's fine, but you can't sit there and say you're hundred percent straight. I mean, maybe fifty percent no. straight. Ralph, I, first of all, I didn't go down on a guy, Ralph. I went down on a woman. She's trans, and she happens to be trans, so I don't consider it going down on a guy. I, I went down on a trans woman. A woman. She's a woman, right. so it's, of course it's not gay. Right, but you sucked her dick. So, I mean, just... No, I, I didn't, Ralph. I crazy. went down on her. Chris but, Wilding is gay. He claims he is angry at Gonzo. He thinks he's being homophobic. I, I, how can you possibly mm. think that, Chris? I don't even understand that logic. I mean, Be, he well, was very I'll nice. He sucked. A, and this a, is, I've observed this a lot with guys. They'll admit to sucking a cock. They'll admit to being with a trans person, whatever it is. As long as it's not considered a gay act, it's fine. Gonzo goes, I'm not Chris, a cop. Not, like, it's 2021. Chris, Why gay, is though. being gay the worst thing you can be, Gonzo? Why is that the worst thing I you would can be? Admit? I would be proud to be gay. I don't, I would, I don't, I, I don't think you I would, would my friend. Just admit yes, you did a gay act. You don't gay even gay have act. to be it's gay. Chris, Chris, if I was gay, I would go fuck a guy. I wouldn't fuck a hot woman that I thought, that I assumed was a, was a, you know, biological woman until I. But maybe, you're not maybe you're more comfortable, maybe you're more comfortable. With a woman with a cock. <laughs> That's what I think he's saying. No, you know I'm, what I mean? No, I'm no, I'm just saying I'm I'm more I'm comfortable with trans women uh, that I realize now. Trans okay. women. I just feel you're men, you're hiding, but you're you're hiding behind like like little details yeah. here, as opposed to just saying I listen. Maybe oh. you're not 100 percent gay. Maybe you're bi, but you did a gay act. And what is so zero, wrong with zero. admitting that? What is so wrong with admitting that, Gonzo? It's crazy. You mean, in other words, calling Chris, a penis a clitoris is ridiculous, is what you're saying? Of course it is, and 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 if if yes, if you're if he's being serious about that, it's it's outrageous. What is the big deal with, with being? What if you are a cocksucker, Gonzo? What's the big deal with being a cocksucker in 2021, in Pride Month? What is the big deal? I think you. I think you need to coach Ralph. I'm not. I'm not the gay one here. I'm 100. percent I, uh, I just actually, I licked Chris's clit. Thank you. <laughs> I swear, I swear uh, to Ralph. Man, mouth. though. <laughs> well, I mean, don't, I don't say don't, sucking. Don't, don't say. But, but what he's saying is, don't suck a woman's dick and then say sucking a man's dick is gross. You understand? Yeah. And it's not a clit. I'm not saying it's gross. I'm it's not, not a clit. A clit is a is a, a scientific word, a medical word. It's a thing. It's, she it's not have a four inches she has a penis. usually. Ralph, what? That, that's 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 the archaic logic. Where did you Look, learn all this, Gonzo? You slept with yeah. one trans woman, and all of right. a sudden you like <laughs> you, you're you're full of information. He's the ambassador yeah. to the trans community now, Ralph. <laughs> Eric, Eric, I wouldn't give up hope on Gonzo. I think if you really keep at it, you no, might I'm be not, able to get you. Think, I'm not gay. It's not, it's not gay. Eric, <laughs> Eric you won't. It's okay. Gonzo, just call it a clit. Say, come Gonzo. over and lick my clit. <laughs> Eric looks more like a clit than this woman's, I promise. Gonzo, 
Chicago, you live in San Francisco. It's okay to be gay. <laughs> I'm not gay though, Eric. I'm not at all gay. I'm straight. I don't. I don't get what you guys. You guys. You guys are crazy. It's, it's, you're looking at I don't know. We're the crazy ones. Believe me, Eric has yeah, bigger titties than Gonzo's girlfriend. Gonzo, oh. you're the one that called up. No, actually, she, she does. She has bigger titties than her. Actually. Well, listen. I'm happy for Gonzo. He's got himself a girlfriend. Whether her dick is a clit or her ass is a vagina, I don't know. I'm not. I, I'm not. I, I. I don't make any judgments. I don't. Uh, Chris, you're a gay man. You don't like what you're hearing here. You feel this is homophobic. I, I understand I just what you feel that you know. It's a lot of guys. Their hardline is gay. The word gay, and there's nothing wrong with being gay or doing a gay act, even if you're straight. That's all I'm saying. There you go. Hey, hey, Ralph. Hey, one one last nice question. Gonzo, the balls are part of the clitoris in this uh, delusion? <laughs> hey, well, that's like, no, like going down on a girl, trans, a girl. The key word is woman, yeah. girl. Right. Yeah, going well, down when you go down girl, on a chick and you dig Let broader. me say this. I have three women waiting for me. I don't get down on a me. woman. I don't get it. You guys are nuts. <laughs> We're nuts. Hey, Ralph, yeah, when was the last what? time you went down on a woman? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i have three women ready to come on from friends and i don't believe any of them have testicles uh these are <laughs> i hope not you should ask yeah i know and they're all and four inch clits yeah gonzo let me ask you one last question i think <laughs> this will sum it up have you ever have you ever taken your sack and slapped it against your girlfriend's sack <laughs> no no okay all right. That's what I wanted to know. Do you ever have a sword fight with your girlfriend's clit? Do you ever rub your no, penis Chris. against her? All right. Okay. 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 Chris is homophobic. Chris, you're coming off as homophobic. Uh, you're, you're a Chris fucking is... troll, Gonzo. All right. Gonzo, I wish you luck with the new girlfriend. Please give us updates. Eric, I hope you get into Gonzo's pants and you call us and tell us about it. I really do. <laughs> well, well, maybe Gonzo could search for my penis, too. Right. Maybe. Eric, I'm not... I'm, we're not hooking up, Eric. I'm not <laughs> And, Ralph, I, I hope Ralph. whatever you're up to comes out, too. Okay? Thank you. <laughs> Lopez. I'll see you tonight, Ralph. All right. Bye, Howard. All right. Ralph, uh, bye, Low Pitch. Bye, High Pitch. Bye, Ralphie Boy. Bye. Ralph, thank you very much for your insights. Uh, bye, and, for and, now. Right. And, Gonzo, thank you for being open and honest. And, Chris, thank you for uh, weighing in on this. All right. Robin, very exciting segment. High Pitch wants oh Gonzo. Gonzo wants nothing to do with High Pitch and wants him to stop texting. Gonzo is with a woman who has a, bo- uh, a clitoris and a, a ball. A pre-op transsexual. That's right. I and, think that's um, the term. And, 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 by the way, George Takei just wants to make a statement about this. George, go ahead real quick. Uh, Gonzo you know, sounds very cute, Howard. Would he want to lick my big, veiny clitoris? <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. You're right. You're right, George. Who knows who's licking whose clitoris? You're absolutely right. I'll wear a dress and he can fondle my lady bits. <laughs> Tickle my tits. <laughs> you know. By the way, how is Brad? Real quick, because I'm going to get to the ladies from France. Brad! I wanted... Brad! He's still making my dry oatmeal. Brad, come up here and tickle my lady bits. <laughs> All right, my George. vagina needs tickling. <laughs> uh, George, come I love you. you know my that. lady hairs. <laughs> oh wow! 
Motor put ah. my tits, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> my cat is so hard. <laughs> George, I love you. All right, have a good day, pal. All right, there you Deep go. Throat He's my pussy. Oh, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> it's all how you see things, but everything's cool. All right. All right, uh, thank you, George. It's all, all right, state there. of mind. Huh, thought I hit it. Cranberries. You got plenty of room here. <laughs> and she's gone, the, the lead singer of the Cranberries. She died. Did, did she? She what committed suicide. Yeah, that's a bummer. She was so adorable. Great singer. Yeah. Intense, too. Well, anyway, I'm excited to have the three ladies from Friends. All of them... Superstars, look at that to get you three up in the morning. What a miracle. How Jen, lucky you, are we, Howard? Jen, what oh was gosh. the... Hi. First of all, thank you guys for getting up early. Jen, you look miserable. What What? Um, <laughs> what, <laughs> what time all, did you go I'm to, the only one who got up at 4.15 today. Why or did you get up London. so early? Right. Because I... Well, she's in London. Lisa's in New York. So I'm the true friend. Oh. You really are the true friend. You girls look gorgeous. I mean, look at you, okay. the three of you. Oh, everybody I watched dream. the reunion last night, Howard, and it got yeah. me. It was so good, first of all. It's such a great show, and it's so good to, to see you all together again and to watch the chemistry and to hear the stories. And then it got me right back into being addicted to friends again. I started, I'm going to now watch the whole series again. Oh, oh my wow. gosh. Did I've you? Heard... Have you? Are you midway? Did you, I'm, did you I watch just the whole started with the first series last <laughs> night after what first season after watching the reunion. I've never yeah. heard Robin so charged up about a TV show before. I, mean, <laughs> I, this is love, I was like, I, I think... forgot how good this. The writing was so great, and that guy Kit from um, Game of Thrones was—he was right on because he. Oh, he was wonderful, this, wasn't he? Yeah, He's, you know, a lot of this stuff, it's just words on a page. It's not written funny. It's what you do with it. Why didn't anybody hook up with Kit? That guy is so hot. I mean, uh, I hooked he up. He wasn't with him. on the show. I think he oh, was he, a, wasn't? he wasn't even a fetus. I don't yeah. think he was born. <laughs> oh, because <laughs> I'm like, wow. Of that show. But he yeah. loved the show. And I then was the other actually... thing was Malala. Oh. Can you believe? That was really, it wasn't that, you know, that was, that was one of the, I have to say when, when we, the first day of, of, of the, we, cause we shot that over two days and the first day, um, when we were going to set and sort of reminiscing and walking around and taking it all in. And then we sort of sat in different areas and we're telling stories. And then Ben Winston, our, uh, creator of it, director, producer showed us the clips of, of, the the fans Malala, her best friend, and then just these extraordinary human beings that are across the globe. Um, and I think that's sort of when our hearts just exploded and mm -hmm. the the floodgates opened because we, you know, we got it. We had an idea of of these of the extraordinary fans, but it was that was the, just the the impact that it had on people's struggles going through their lives, grieving, loss, family, uh, feeling out, you know, 
uh, like a misfit out of, you know, didn't have any, and we, they didn't have friends or, or just, that was, that was the, that was watching those videos was extraordinary. It was really, yeah. 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 It, was, it was wonderful. Yeah, you could yeah. tell in that you guys were really touched. Like, uh, Jen, you were crying through the friends reunion. Howard, um, I know. I just cry. I don't know. <laughs> You cry. You said that, uh, at least I don't know how you are in the crying routine, but, 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 but Jen said that Courtney never cries and you even oh, cried, then right? she didn't. It, she I know it's so funny because I think of myself as the most emotional. I cry over everything. I mean, well, now literally everything, but you maybe do. back then I didn't cry as much. I don't know, but I walked on the stage and just burst, burst into tears. Yeah. And I was like, am I the only one crying? And Jennifer is like, nope. <laughs> of course <laughs> not. Don't you no, think, the two of you. I didn't cry looking at the sets. Don't you? That doesn't though, make me cry. That's okay. Don't you? Don't you think it's amazing that really that you three in particular get along so well? In the sense that I mean, I have worked with people in my career who you just can't stand, and there's oh. always one sort of rotten scumbag in the whole group that you can't but i mean it is amazing like i like the three of you would eat lunch every day together on the set of friends and it never turned into any sort of weird rivalry it never it never eroded into that person is so annoying i mean that is a miracle don't you think it really is yeah yeah, yeah. we're I mean, so lucky we really were and i and i don't and i think we felt that during the pilot shooting the pilot we kind of <laughs> sat I, I don't know who's who's um car we were sitting at we remember we were at the um we were outside of the stage at the warner ranch where we shot the pilot and all six of us were uh, we were someone's trunk was open for some reason i don't know what's like remember we what kind of car it might i think it was yours it was a what range rover jennifer has a memory like nobody yeah, yeah. in the whole world yeah so i'm surprised you're not saying what color the interior it was, was. white <laughs> okay no no i'm lying nope it wasn't mine. It was white. I know who was white. I know who had a white Range Rover. It was not you. Who did? But anyway, but we were talking about how who much had a white Range Rover. Other, I, 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 somebody else. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, did you ever? Did you guys ever sit there in private? And maybe you don't. Maybe you would never admit to this. But I know with actors, if you feel you're not getting enough lines, or your your character isn't being developed enough. It, I find it hard to believe at times you didn't go in and say, what the fuck is going on and why am I being ignored? The actor, I mean, when you have a, an ensemble of six people, you can get jealous when there's a whole like episode of Fat Monica and, uh, you know, you feel like I haven't gotten, you know, any, any, any attention. There was never, there was never any of that going on. And, and if there, I mean, that's a, that's a good point. Cause I think that's true, but I think even with us, if someone felt underwritten, it would never be about each other. We would just yeah. say to the writers, can you give it a Monica pass? Or yeah. can you, I mean, I don't know if you guys said that, but I did. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, you yes, did. There would you be, had to. There, and you was, had to. And, and we did, would, and it was good. I think we definitely would say that. Lisa, yeah. you were really, when, when I think about this and, uh, you know, I really enjoyed the friends reunion for me, it was enjoyable because I think I had forgotten how much I enjoyed friends. I remember when Friends was on, I was a really big fan. But then the years go by and you can forget. Was this a calculated thing? Because why didn't you guys do this sooner? Why did you wait so long for a Friends reunion? And, and, and in a way, was it an attempt to just sort of say, hey, don't forget. 
we were part of your lives. What was why now did you bring out the Friends reunion? Well, it definitely wasn't like, hey, remember us? We were part of your life. It wasn't that <laughs> at all. Because I think, you know, people are still watching it. That's the crazy thing. And I know. But it was around the 25th anniversary, even before that, that we were thinking we should do something, right? It was the 20th. Remember, they were asked us to do something. Oh. The 20th. Oh, 20th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And the right. 25th. I think they hit it at all the. So, yeah, so do you, that do you get on the it together? Yeah, do you get on the phone to each other and say, "Hey, they want us to do this reunion, and uh, what do you guys think?" Was it an, an open discussion between all of you? Yeah, yeah, we've we've and always the, been always. the people that we discuss everything. If one person doesn't want to do it, then it's off the table. It's yeah. all, it's just we are all for one and one for all. So it can take a long time to come up with a decision for. Anything. Oh, I, mean, I would think that would be so aggravating. You know how many rock bands break up over decisions and things? So you have to wait even for the three guys. To, everyone had to be all in. Was there? No, but a, there wasn't a big long wait. Not really. I mean, I think everyone wanted to do it. We just had to get together and talk about what it is. What are the parameters? And, you know. And it also still someone coming to stuff. us with yeah. a really great idea yeah. Yeah. Of, of the vision of it, you know. Yeah. There, yeah, no one had given I us thought the, of, I, I thought a friend's reunion would be this scripted thing where you guys would be back in, you know, I don't know. Now, all of a sudden, you'd be growing up and we find out what happens to your characters. This you, this appealed to you because you were like, no, screw that. That'll just ruin everything. Let's just talk about friends and let's reminisce and see and see where we're at in our lives. That was the concept. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. was anyone holding that idea up? Did one of the guys not want to do that for a while? No, I think everybody wanted to do it. It was just yeah. a matter of, like Jennifer said, or someone getting the right idea. And we had the, you know, Ben Winston is incredible, and he pitched just something fantastic. And there was, it was just a matter of timing and COVID and how but do we, we couldn't figure all it. get just, together. Yeah, it's if just a lot of that negotiation I'm talking about. Yeah, Lisa, who you feels were comfortable. You were nervous when when Friends first started. You thought you were being fired. You didn't think you were going to last on the show. I find this fascinating. I guess you guys know all of this, but I don't know that the audience does. Lisa was working on a show for James Burroughs, right? James Burroughs was the guy who directed Friends, who, you know, one of the creators of Friends. And you got fired off that show. They they didn't want you. Frazier. Frazier. Yeah. You were on Frazier and you got fired by James Burroughs. Well, (laughs) I mean, not, well, he was there. Um, right. And in my mind, it was like, yeah, I don't think he likes me. Why but. did you get fired off of uh, that show? Razor? Oh, I wasn't right for the part, for the chemistry of the group. Right. You know, that- and so that wasn't working. But I did think, oh, I am not this guy's cup of tea. And I f- only found out very recently in auditioning for Friends, I was the only one of the six of us who had to go in and audition for Jimmy. <gasps> it, it, this I was, had to. I had I one extra audition just for James, just for James Burroughs, <laughs> and I did it. And he went, "No notes." I went, "All right," and I left, going, "Well, that either means she's beyond help and <laughs> hopeless, just like I always knew, or yeah, it's perfect. I have no notes." And I went, "Well, I'll so find in out. other words, if I was an actor and James Burroughs told me I was not right for Frasier." That might even drive me out of acting. Like I might even say, "Oh shit, no, that didn't bother. That didn't phase you. You didn't say. To, you didn't start to doubt yourself." No, 
No. Because my training, while not being like trained as an actress, but I was trained to cope with, you know, (laughs) if this is what you want to (laughs) do, then some people will be wrong. And that's okay. And 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 he wasn't wrong about Fraser. He wasn't. I wasn't right. and you were in college. What was your major again? Like you were, went to Vassar. You were a brilliant student, right? You were brilliant in high school. You got into Vassar. You I was were an even, okay student. Yeah. But you don't get Not into brilliant. Vassar. If, well, but how do you get into Vassar if you're an okay student? I don't student? know. They made a mistake, but I did get in. <laughs> oh. And I studied biology. And yes, I had nothing to do with acting. Nothing. And, and and to me, when you have a biology background, that, that's what you go into. You don't go into acting. If you have something to fall back on. So... James Burroughs, here you are, this brilliant student, you decide to be an actress, you work with James Burroughs, and then you decide you want to be on Friends, and the very guy you have to audition for is James Burroughs. You you have to think that you're going to fail. You just have to think you're going to fail. Yeah, well, again, my training was, no, no, that's all their problem, you just do what you do. So I did get it, but then shooting the pilot that week i was like all right here we go and phoebe was not the character that was part of this group really that easily right you know what i mean do you guys know what i mean like yeah. there was a struggle you, you, remember you were, like your own spirit you were a she was her own thing and you know a lot of the reactions in the script were you know like ross phoebe would say something and he'd roll his eyes and say well anyway which is hilarious <laughs> and right but they had to figure out how to convey that. No, these other people like her. <laughs> That's why she's Phoebe, here. Phoebe, the character Phoebe on here. Friends is an outsider. If yeah. Phoebe doesn't live with the gang, she is somebody who lives outside of the gang. And it is, you know, Phoebe doesn't get to have that level of intimacy that the other people on Friends get to have. I totally get that. And even you, when you met these two, meaning Jennifer and Court, you felt awkward around them because they are shorter women. They are tinier. And on TV, (laughs) you said you felt like a giant. You felt. And I even have talked to my wife. My wife knows these two. And she says, whenever I'm around them, I feel like a giant. She goes, that's that's how I feel. Because these two, I don't know when the last time they ate. But they don't eat. <laughs> what? They're thin. You heard me. They eat. You're, I just, I, you don't. They you eat. don't eat. I've been around you. You don't eat. And, <laughs> and neither does Courtney. Stop it. You, you, you guys got, you know, you're tiny. You're, you're petite. Let's put it that yeah, way. I Am be, I right? I want to be a giant like Beth. <laughs> what else? You're talking height. It's not, you're not like. That's what I'm talking about. You're saying we're short is what you're basically saying. No, I'm saying that you, Lisa felt horrible around you too am i right lisa <laughs> go ahead explain to them how you feel when you're with them go ahead no i didn't it's us. not that i felt horrible around them yes. fittings were not fun that's for sure um right. yeah i have a different body type i'm just bigger and sometimes the clothes when i'd see the show were so sort of like full of volume that I just remember this, it was only this one moment where I like hugged both of them 
But there was no sleeve. I mean, it was just like I enveloped them. And I was just <laughs> like this mountainous thing that swallowed them alive. <laughs> well, you, interestingly, we felt cradled by our dear friend. Aww. We felt loved and held. Listen, Jen, now you realize what you put this poor woman through, you and Courtney. <laughs> this is true. a real friends reunion. It is true. You know, Jen, a lot was made of your clothing. Uh, Let's face it, I'm a guy. I would watch this, and you would come out each week in tighter and sexier clothes. It's true. Am I right or am I wrong? The clothing, as the series went on, got tighter. And there was always speculation. Is Jen wearing a bra? Is she not wearing a bra? It was a big topic. Am I correct or am I wrong on this? Unfortunately, you are correct. That was a topic of uh, um, conversation. Were people uh, wanting you and Courtney, you too. There was one episode, I'll never forget, your yoga pants with a little top. Uh, were people pressuring you to wear certain clothes? Because let's face it. No. No? You guys no. picked out your own outfits? Wardrobe didn't sit there and direct you? No one was saying, girls, your outfits need to be tighter and smaller and skimpier. Absolutely no way. It was just sort of what we felt comfortable in. That's so hot that you did Except it on your baby. own. Phoebe did yeah. have to wear, I mean, Lisa was like, Phoebe had, you know, Lisa dressed nothing like Phoebe, obviously. Right. Um, and, but Jen and, Jen and Court, who am I speaking <laughs> 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 Yes, those two, those two. Right. The hell knows what's going on. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I find all of this so fascinating. And the, the thing that I think about with friends, for you guys personally, I would love to know the truth. What was it like when you really started to get famous? Now, what I mean by that is, for me, fame was the greatest thing that ever happened to me. I'm going to be upfront about this. You might not believe it, but I wasn't the hottest guy in high school, and uh, no one paid attention to me. Uh, it was rather a disaster. But suddenly, I mean, to get that level of fame, when do you know you're famous? And I'm imagining there must have been some people that you met. I'm talking about famous people that kind of accepted you into the fold and you realized you had gone to another level. Does any of that, it, was there a moment like that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when we felt accepted or in the <clears throat> fold. Because I, I, yeah. I, I forget. Yeah, I, I mean, I like being able to... Um, get into restaurants. I still do. I mean, I like that part of fame and, but I, I think I still get insecure and I don't feel when I'm around other famous actors, I still feel like they're famous and I'm not. You have insecurities really about, about really? what, about acting? Um, no, just about, cause I get like, I, when I respect someone's work or something, I just get, I get still a little, I'm shy when it comes to that meeting people that are famous. So I, I think I, I forget that I'm also in the public eye in that way. And I, 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 I don't know. I just, some, it depends who on who it is. Who do you shy around? Who do you get shy with? Think of as someone um, whose career you really admire and you get, you get tongue tied. I can't imagine at this point who it would be. Well, I mean, obviously okay, I went to a, a screening of um, a marriage story and um, Meryl Streep was there and I'd never met her. And I just was in awe and I was so nervous and I was talking to the director and 
I had no idea that he was the director. And then I found out, he, I was just talking. I was like, oh my God, who? And I just go off because I'm such a knucklehead. I was there. I was oh, there. yes. Oh, Luke, you were there. I had the same experience. Uh huh. Anyway, Except I introduced you to Meryl Streep. Yes, you did. And you're friendly with her or friends with her. I know, yeah. Oh, gosh. But I still People get like nervous. That. You do. When you think about friends, as big as it is, Meryl and listen, Street. it's giving you guys great lifestyle and money. Do you ever fantasize? Maybe if I had never gotten friends, that my career would have been even better. That maybe I could have been taken seriously in the sense that we think of you as comedians and we think of you as these incredibly funny actors who can really deliver funny lines, which is the hardest thing in the world. But do you ever think, well, maybe then I could have gotten those certain roles that I wanted that, that, that maybe my career would have been even better. Does that ever occur to you? No. No. I felt and like I, 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 I mean, I felt as though I'd hit, I'd, I'd arrived, because I also remember always thinking, oh, I can, I, I'm a comedian, because you know, growing up, it was childhood was what it was, so being funny and you know, being a comedian was like my salve. That was like my, it nurtured me. It made me feel. I covered up all the painful parts because it just make people laugh and it made me happy to see other people happy. So I actually remember thinking I could never be a dramatic actress because, or do those roles. I don't know how to cry. Turns out you just have to go and (laughs) dig it up because we can all, we can all actually cry if we just access it. But um, it's about being honest. And it took me kind of stripping away and realizing once I decided I wanted to sort of branch out of, of just comedy but for me it was my like i said it was my medicine so jen you knew you always wanted to be a a a, an actor but 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 a comedic one were there people you idolized growing up like for me if i think of great women uh, role models oh my god diane keaton carol burnett lucille ball mary tyler moore um you know yeah just the list goes on that's the exact list. Have you ever heard, have the three of you ever heard from any of those? Like, I, I guess Lucy yes. might have been dead by the time. Uh, she might have been dead. Well, she was here, but she was dead. Yeah. Um, but but uh, have you ever heard from, did you ever befriend like a Mary Tyler Moore? Did you ever get to tell them, you're, oh, you're my hero? <clears throat> well, Diane Keaton, we all, we have the luxury of knowing now. Uh, and uh, Carol Burnett, I knew because I went back in the, before Friends, I auditioned for her for a variety show that she was trying to make happen at the time. Um, and then I've met her a couple times along the way. She was literally, the, I, I almost couldn't. That, talk about someone when I, where I free, froze up. It was, it's like Carol, Carol Burnett. You know, who my, you know who my hero is? is uh, Jane Fonda. Father. Oh, no, wow. my, not my father. Jane Fonda. Uh, yeah, because there was a woman who came from an, a privileged family. Mm-hmm. She stood up for uh, what she believed in. Uh, she could have been drummed out of Hollywood for going over to Vietnam the way she did, you know? Yeah. It's, um, you know, she was like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to stand up for what I believe. Don't you think being an actress now, you can't, it's really hard to stand up for what you believe. It really is. You almost got to keep quiet and kowtow and toe the line. Because I mean, everybody's getting hammered with this with these, you know, cancel culture. If you tweet something wrong, 
it's mm-hmm. it, 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 you have to admire a woman like that who's 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 willing to put it all on the line you know absolutely and we had dinner with her the yeah, three of yeah. us one night it was really fun and she she is the most confident in her work and her beliefs but and yet she's just like a, a girly girl too at the same time i was really and like really wow. vulnerable and she is yeah in, in her vulnerabilities and her insecurities and yeah she's like a full she's the full package mm-hmm. she is but she's driven i mean there's something yeah. in her that even with her like fear of like ever she wants to be liked and all of that but she can't not speak up for mm-hmm. the things that are important yeah. to her so mm-hmm. it's just beyond her. But I'm not like that. <laughs> I am not an activist. And, you know, I've never f- felt like anyone should listen to me about politics there, or anything. Was any component of your fame, uh, this is, you know, for all three of you, for me, being famous meant saying fuck you to every asshole who told me I couldn't be funny or I couldn't be good on the radio. There was a tremendous amount of anger behind it. <laughs> Was there any component in it for you to say, fuck you to anybody? Fuck you. I, 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 I can do this. I will be a success. Um, um, uh, was there any kind of motivation like that? There was no motivation for me, but I definitely felt good when there, I was famous enough because there were certain people in my childhood that were not nice. And I was excited to be able to be like, all right. Fuck what are you, you doing? <laughs> who wasn't, uh, Courtney, who wasn't nice to you? Who who, um, who wasn't? There was, you know, they're actually all really nice now, but there was a little group of girls that were, you know, I think everyone in high school has that, their cliques. And I was the person that would come into work. I mean, come into work. I, it was kind of like work. I'd go to school <laughs> and then get out every day at 12 o'clock. And I had a work program that I did. Um, I was in. And I just, I don't know. I wasn't invited to the prom. I wasn't, I just wasn't. What? The, yeah. What? I didn't, but but I, you were the, I mean, I mean, I, I honestly, and I mean this, I mean, you are such a beauty. Oh, you are yeah. talented. I mean, I look at you like, oh, if this girl would have given me a look in high school, I would have dropped <laughs> that. And at a young age, weren't you already in sort of in show business when you were getting into the Bruce Springsteen video. You did that Tampax commercial where you look like an angel, by the way. Um, I look like a... Yes. You're in your, your... No, you're in your aerobic outfit and you're talking about Tampax and how when you get your period, you feel fresh because you have Tampax. Oh, and uh, um, how old were you when you did that Tampax commercial? I must have been 18. 18. 19, maybe? 19. What do you mean you didn't get asked to the prom? You're telling me you were unpopular in in high school? I was not popular in high school. I I, I yeah I wasn't. I I didn't. I think I got. I was in. I was actually in the homecoming court when I was in eighth ninth grade, and I didn't have a date. And What's then a tenth grade court? or something. What I don't know. That? It's just it, it, the school that I went to is so weird. We had um, we had sororities and fraternities. It was really a lot of pressure. We had who's the funniest, who's best looking, who's the, oh. you know, dumbass. Oh. I mean, it was really oh. strange how many, I mean, you were voted for all these weird things. No wonder I got problems. Wait a second. Wonder. Where was this? Where, where <laughs> was, where was this? The of everything. Yeah. Where did you grow up? Where, 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 where was this? I grew this up school? in Birmingham, Alabama. It was Bama. a little, um, it was a suburb called Mountain Brook. And it's a beautiful, oh my God, I can really appreciate it now that I'm not there. It's such a beautiful place. But the high school, there was a lot of judging and award, not awards, but yeah, 
It's weird. Oh, you grew I, up I mean, in that Alabama. That would never happen in this day and age. Yeah. And, and was there tremendous racism? I mean, did you hear, uh, was the M-word flying around like crazy in your school? And um, I mean, no. I could imagine. I mean, I I'm not Al- saying there wasn't, but not where, I no, no. It was pretty liberal. I mean, because when I think Alabama, I don't know about you guys. I think about like just it must be so like just segregation and like the old South and the, that that kind of well, thing. Well, they're you not know? that old, Howard. Yeah, I, but I just think I just still think it's like that. That's why. So I just think I always think it's like a whole different world than where I grew up. You know, and and, and where is the Southern accent? How do you get rid of that? Um, oh, I studied to lose it. Yeah, it's there. Oh, it comes. It in. is. I don't hear it. <laughs> It's once in a while. You got to get yeah. riled. You got to get her riled up. And and no interest from men in in Alabama. And I don't believe like, that. Sounds like everyone's gay in Alabama. I mean, what are you talking about? <laughs> no interest from men. But you see, this surprises me because when I read about Lisa's upbringing, Lisa, same with you. You are not a popular girl. And and no, no. and I know you've spoken about this, so I'm not saying out of you know out of school. You got a life changing nose job. You yeah. said that people didn't pay attention to you till you got this nose job, and then yeah. all of a sudden, like the girls were really mean to you until you got the nose job. Right? There were two girls that really picked on you. That was junior high. <clears throat> right. Junior high was <clears throat> friendless, but um, and then yeah, then I found like play production and you know acting. And I made some friends, but not till I got my nose job between junior high and high school. And then, no, guys, everyone. And a part of me did get a little, God, screw you. I mean, I like it. See? <clears throat> but screw you, and I like it, and thank you, but screw you, and thank you. It was so very when, when you sad. got on Friends the, and the Still fame didn't go hit. to the prom. Never got asked to the prom either. I, no one asked me to the prom either. Uh, <laughs> right. Otherwise, prom. I didn't go to yeah. the prom. See, Why, Jen? Why don't you go to the prom? Because I don't know. It wasn't a thing. It was high no. school performing arts. And no. for some reason, the, we just had our own party. But you had a boyfriend, didn't you? You had a, a, a love in high school. I did. Yeah. And where was and this club that he doesn't say to you? Let's go. Let's go to the prom. I mean, what, what was this from? We were. He was in the drama department. We didn't. We 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 just. The, it was. That wasn't the thing at your it school. It wasn't a thing to do. We didn't have. The, I mean, there was a prom, but it was not something that we even thought about. It she went to a, a school way. like Fame. I mean, it was right? know, based on fame. fame. It was based on it fame. I mean, her, fame. That, yeah, that, you didn't have that kind of superficial I wanted stuff. To live I would forever. love to have gone to school like that. <laughs> Jen, why did you break Learn up with that Learn how to cry, fly. How, what? How long, this was a high school boyfriend. How long did you stay with him after high school? Uh, uh Like a year. A year. Did you oh, break up with hold him? Hold on a second. Uh, t- I'm sorry, two years. Yes, I did. You broke up with him. Mm-hmm. Did you hear from when you got famous on Friends? Was this guy like, oh fuck, like oh shit? Oh, I mean, he must. We're have all been. so oh, young. Oh. We're so young. Nobody we're all, that way. Stop it! You guys are so naive. You don't understand. This guy's probably—he's probably like that guy in the Beatles who played drums before Ringo. He's probably like, oh, I, I, no. I, I had her. I had no. Jennifer Aniston, and uh, poof, gone. Yeah, poof. Just horrible. That's just awful. <laughs> Oh, no, I would flog we myself were, every day. 
we were just so young and like all young relationships, you kind of, you, you, you can't, you would, I, that, it was lovely though. He was very that, sweet. So Lisa, you, so Lisa knows what I'm talking about, that some part of fame is fuck you. It's fuck you to those two girls who were mean to you before you got the nose job, right? It, there is a certain satisfaction. No, not them. But, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, there is. But, but you know what? I have to say, then I started feeling like, you know what? You don't have to. There's no reason to be mad because, right? you know, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. You know, and then also the other part of the fame, which is not so much fun. Um, you know, you start, I, at least I started feeling like, oh, okay, so it's not all good. I'm more comfortable with that. You have to pay right. somewhere. So, but I remember yeah. when we first, gonna... remember Jen, when, like the show was successful and I know we shared this, we were nervous driving to work because mm-hmm. there's too much good. Now what? Am I going to have an accident? Like there had, where was the balance? Where's the shoe? Where the other shoe's going to drop? Kind of thinking. Yeah. There, well, that also, I think, when my fear of flying started. Oh. Because it was, you know, some people say when you have a child, all of a sudden you acquire a fear of flying because you have something to live for. You hadn't always been afraid? Uh, no, it started, it started in my early 20s when Mm. I was started to work, when I started to work and i was had that creative fulfillment and i was you know proving my dad wrong and he said i would never and or he just he didn't say i would never he said don't do it i don't want your heart broken there's so much there's so much rejection and so much failure don't and i of course in my brain went oh so go prove him wrong Mm. and so he was my motivation it was no one in high school it was my, my my pop well, it sounds like he was coming from a loving place. He said, oh, yeah. not an actor. you know, your dad's an actor. He's, you know, he, yeah. he's successful. He didn't want you to. But my, fa- my father was like, you will never, ever be on the radio. You are, you, you sound horrible. You're dopey. Oh. You uh, don't sound like any announcers I know. And um, you, you, um, you'll never make any money. I mean, he, wow. he was pretty adamant about it. I mean. And Rob. Parents can be debilitating. Did you guys, did anybody have a parent who said, fuck you, you're not worth anything? No. Mm, did not. In a way. Not fuck you, you're not worth anything. It was, it was, it was I think, more gent. It was, it was expressed in a different kind of backhanded kind of way. Who did that to you, your mom or your dad? Um, my mom. But it was, it was, she was trying to be helpful, I'm sure. In her mind. Yeah. Like, was there, so there was a fuck you component in getting famous in the sense that, did you ever say to your mother, hey, look, look at me, I'm on Friends. You know, I, I mean, there's, there's 500 No, if anything, I played it down. <laughs> if anything, it was play it down, play it down, because I think my mom wanted, I think she was, she was a, you know, a, a, a model and um, a, what she wanted to be an actress, but. She wasn't, she herself would say I was terrible, mm. but, you know, had a few bit parts on like Beverly Hillbillies, <laughs> things like that. Oh, yeah. Red Skelton Show. And yeah. <laughs> um, but um, so I think it was more, I almost felt guilt for success, for succeeding in a way. 
when a parent is jealous of their own child, if people mm. people don't want to face this, this happens more often than not. They can't deal mm. with it. They can't. Yeah. And that can be just tremendously debilitating because you feel guilty for being successful, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and then you yeah. sort of overcompensate really oh. in other ways. Yeah. Like, wow, well, you My parents are from... Oh, just... Uh, lavishing her with, you know, uh, gifts. Right. <laughs> and, yeah. You know, other things. Totally. But Howard, that. you know what's weird? That because it's funny you keep like looking for the who do you want to say fuck you to? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think you said something before that would make sense with that. If we were jealous of each other, if we didn't engender bitterness or rivalry within each, we were nothing but support for each other, especially the girls, but also the guys, all six yeah. of us. And, and so it. There, it just got rid of bitterness. I mean, yeah. I don't, rem- I don't think of any of you five as bitter Mm-mm. people, and or competitive or or yeah. We were- it was such a great relationship that mm-hmm. is really rare, and it was really lucky. And a lot, you know, I think Courtney had a lot to do with it too, because yeah. she was the most well known of us, you know, mm-hmm. and. Um, well, she, when it we is got rare. there, she was like, let's, you know, help each other. Let's, you know, if you think something's funny, let's like give each other notes. Let's, but it was always in like the right spirit, supportive. I'm not kidding. And it was, mm-hmm. it's like a miracle, I think. Mm-hmm. And so under those circumstances, you're just not going to start feeling, I don't know, bitter or angry about anything. It just sort of all that went away. Doing yeah. the show is how I it feel. Was heal- it was like he- we yeah. healed. We we actually kind of parented and healed and loved each other. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say, Jen. This family of friends mm. represented way more to you. If you have the jealous mother or the people, you know, they become your parent in a way. Not, not a parent, but but the good the good parent who says, "I'm happy yeah. for you. I I care yeah. about you. I want to see you succeed." So it must have been more than just a TV show for you. It had to be. A complete oh. blossoming, for sure, a hundred percent. It was, it was, it was, and I say to this day, it was the greatest job experience ten years of my life, and I've had extraordinary jobs since then, and hopefully will. But that is something that will stand alone and in and of itself for for the rest of my life because it was more than a job. It was more than a TV show. It was, it was. Fam- family and it was nurturing and it was just this everything. this idea of supporting one another i remember one of the things that blew my mind about friends when we would read in the paper contract nego- i mean here's one of the, the most popular show on television and contract negotiations would come up and it, and it came out that you guys all took the same salary but uh, probably in the beginning I don't know who was considered, like, like you guys just said courtney was already better well sort of more well known than the rest of you Courtney, what, 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 did you have to take a pay cut in order to, um, I don't know, maybe you were the highest paid, maybe Jen was the highest paid, Lisa, I don't know who was the highest paid, but did some of you have to take a pay cut in order to make that happen? That that, that you all, by pay, taking a pay cut, in other words, you, when you get hired, you guys don't know each other and you don't know what you're making. Was there a sit down among the six of you and said, okay, what are you making? What am I making? 
and um, and let's go in and uh, I would imagine if I was making more money than the rest of you, I might not be so uh, anxious to to make less. Is what I'm. Well, about. we all had quotes. I actually we had, had we had quotes from I had our a, previous jobs, right? And so I, I had the Fonzie de- or the Richie Cunningham deal, so I no one could get paid more than me. Right. That so was she, my. I had favored so nations, would, but I was the yeah. Right. So, so, so Courtney had favored nations. No one can make more money than her. Right. Mm-hmm. And then um, there were other cast members that were le- like not had hadn't had as many jobs at that point. So, you know, every job, your quote goes higher and higher and higher. And that was there was then the point where when we all decided. And I believe it was Jim, Jimmy Burroughs, who actually was the one who said, you guys should all negotiate and ask for the same deal. Mm. And. We did, and because we all felt a hundred percent, we're all doing the exact same amount of work. Everyone is worthy of of being paid what we're we're, we're going to what we should what we will ask for. I would not feel comfortable going to work knowing that I was making more or someone was making less or you know it it, it didn't yeah it didn't me, feel me, right. we all felt that way. I don't I don't remember it being Jimmy Burroughs, but I definitely I, I thought it was you. I, I, it was I was all for everybody making the same. And even though I knew that whoever took off, it didn't matter because I was going to match that. I thought it was the most important thing, as we all did, that we all were equal in every single way. Mm-hmm. Nobody's and, agent came to them and said, listen, this is insanity. Um, don't don't maybe. go in with the, who knows? Probably. Yeah, but it wouldn't have mattered because we we just our bond was too strong. Mm-hmm. I think it was when, the first time that people had all stuck together in a cast. And I think it was scary for probably productions after that uh, because, but I don't think people got along like we did. So, it, you know, I don't think or it did as well. I mean, the show really took off the summer after its first season, you know, in repeats. That's when it really shot up. And I just remember thinking, we don't have to be worried about other casts. I mean, the show has to do as well as this one did. That fast. You guys, you guys were like rock stars. I mean, that's how big it was. And, you know, for guys, now, if I was talking to the three guys, I would say, you know, for a guy to get famous, it's all, it's, it's, A, it's about money, of course, but it's also about women. What is it like dating when you become that famous? You go from being an ordinary citizen. Number one, you can't, it's very difficult to date anyone outside of the business. Um, you have to become completely suspicious of men going to the tabloids, um, dating you, uh, or, or there for the wrong reasons. Like they say on the bachelorette, they're there for the wrong reasons. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 the, what, what did that all mean to you guys? Did you become ultra paranoid? Um, paparazzi, all of that. What was it like? It wasn't, it wasn't malicious in the way that it is today. Back then, I, I there wasn't, or I didn't have that kind of. Ooh, I'm suspicious of any person out there. I, I kind of was, I think, wonderfully still naive and um, didn't assume any ill will of people. I didn't understand what writing. You, and then there came a point where I remember reading like a Star magazine, and it was a crazy story. And then like people from high school. You'd find out sold this story. Oh. That happened a couple of times, and that was stories jarring. about you in high school. Yeah, uh, sexual stories. In other words, the uh, well, like, I, I... Like, no, I mean not sexual stories, but just like it, stories that absolutely were not true. Like what? Uh, what did they say about you that wasn't true? One from high young school? girl said that I stole her boyfriend in high school, and 
and I, you know, or there was footage of uh, there was a footage of of me playing spin the bottle at a at a party, and, and it was intercut with some. It was just a weird, one of those horrible hard copy shows in the day. Right. Um, Suddenly, your tabloid fodder uh, yeah. stories. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. You too, Courtney. Did you get that? Um, I'm sure I did, but you know, I, I, I'm still naive when it comes to paparazzi. I, I, I mean, Jen, you'll vouch for this, right? She will literally go, "You did not go out of your house wearing that." <laughs> like, I don't, I forget, <laughs> and I will go out looking like the weirdest. Uh, like, I, I mean, I don't think they're going to be at the farmers market. I mean, how would I? <laughs> but is it weird? I, I mean, when you start to leave your house, friends becomes big. And then literally you're in the, you know, they're, they're shooting pictures of you all the time. Do you start to calculate what I'm going to wear when I go to the farmer's market? I mean, you become, um, listen, who wants to see shitty to. pictures of themselves? No, you, you really, you, you really do have to think about that mm-hmm. in a sense. And I, and I imagine. It, or it, not. It, By the way, I, who cares? <laughs> you care. Fun for me. It's more fun for me to tease Courtney because she does have some pretty brilliant looks you wait a second <laughs> the three of you don't care that if a popper let's say you're on a beach somewhere they take of course a we care oh my god of yeah. course you don't want to see your ass on the, in the in the middle no. of, a, of a magazine spread that kind of thing you know it, mm-hmm. it, it, it's just it's it's awful but yeah. but 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 answer this question for me as you get famous and now you have a personal life does your personal life like on the friends reunion jen you got i you guys uh, you said schwimmer and you were um, having Rest romantic feelings for one another, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I believe it was consummated. I think for television, what? you said it didn't. <laughs> I I will no. never believe that it wasn't. Uh, because why how not? Could you not be- why would you? Why not, not bang Schwimmer? <laughs> where do you, where do I? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, Jen? I don't. Get, we'll talk about the, the show. Right. No, he's lovely. David was great. We were so we were in relationships. It was always never the right time and it wouldn't have worked. I mean, the beauty of that was that whatever, you know, feelings we had were just we just literally channeled everything into Ross and Rachel. And I think that's maybe why it's crazy. it resonated the way it did. But no, we never on my life and Courtney and Lisa would know if it if it did because mm-hmm. they would have heard about it. They can vouch for me. That's it's true. Right. I don't know. I think it happened. Howard's I think not going to believe me. I think he kept it very <clears throat> quiet. It's it, maybe now it's embarrassing to admit, but uh, the two no! of you did something. I would proudly say I'd bang Schwimmer if that happened, but no. You never made out with him uh, in private? On the show, yeah. I don't mean Never on in show. private. In the never trailer, in you did you not practice making nope. out in the trailer with him? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Not even. All I know, if I had been Why on the show, Robin's bang, so quiet. By the way, I would have. Robin doesn't I'm, believe you. <laughs> listening. Intently. I just want to know where Robin is. I want to get off of the subject. Robin's so here. No, but <laughs> had I been on that show, I would have at least attempted to have sex with all three of you. Uh, oh yes, that would have been his obsession. He wouldn't have even yeah. worried about the script. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but but um, mm-hmm. you know, is there a night that stands out in your life? Where you said this is Hollywood, this is where, when I arrived. Is there some moment that kind of signaled to you that your life had changed? Yes, about two weeks ago. What happened? 
Elton John came over to my house oh for my dinner, God. and I played the piano with him. And I'm, I love him so much. It's incredible. Courtney, I saw that. And funny. You did? Yeah. Now, let me ask you about this musicianship of yours. You seem to me to be a very accomplished musician. In the video, I saw you sitting next to Elton John, feeling confident enough to play the piano, and you played it quite well. What, is this something that um, you feel frustrated by? Did you ever want to appear in a musical? Did you ever want to be on Broadway? In mu <laughs> I mean, can you sing? What's going on? No, I can't sing. But I, I do feel like I could have been a musician, and not because I'm good, but because I, I just learned to play the piano recently in the last however many years. But you years. always had a piano in your dressing room at yeah. Friends. Don't forget. Oh, yes. I did, didn't I? Yes, you yep. did. Keyboard. So maybe I am a frustrated musician. I didn't realize. I, I, I do love music, and I, I love, you know, I just... Uh, there's something about musicians, the, the way they think, just music in general. I, I, I'm, it's my favorite thing. I love it. I, I was and at I'm a not party great. with you saying. at Jimmy Kimmel's, and we went into his little music room there, and you got on the drums, and you were drumming, mm -hmm. and it was a fantastic night. And what was so fantastic was nobody else could play, so we never actually performed a song. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was weird. Like, like, like Courtney's waiting. Okay. I'm, you know, and I grabbed a guitar and I can't play. And then no one knew any songs. <laughs> you did play. And we, I, it was actually a good little band we had. I mean, it wasn't great, but it was we played good. Louis Louis for seven hours. I mean, <laughs> it was a bad group. Yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> but I was <laughs> impressed. I, I was impressed. And in a way, as an actor, you need to have that in your arsenal, don't you? You need to be musical. Has anybody here ever sung in something? I don't mean a smelly cat. I mean, Lisa. <laughs> Both of you. Have no, you guys, I don't. Have you, you've never been in a musical? Have you ever tried that as, as actors? No. Jen, you sang in... in um, I did. I sang in Morning Show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, uh, That's right. Um, no one's going to harm you. It was oh, yeah. um, from Sweeney Todd. It was yeah. Sondheim. It was a heart. But I took singing lessons. To, oh. to, in order to do do it, but uh, it was actually the most fun I ever had. And a and a friend of mine recently for my birthday, because they remembered that I had said I loved those singing lessons with Roger Love was his name, and he kind of he's just incredible. And I just recently for my last birthday got ten vocal lessons with him, so I could start that up again. Oh wow! I'll sing Louie Louie with you guys. Yeah, yeah. You, and Lisa, you, you, you're a great singer, and you harmonize. You're such a good singer, Lisa. No, you are. Me? Absolutely yeah. not. I, I took. Mean, I'm I not took at all. You are. I, I took singing lessons, but I would want to play all the songs that I love, like Landslide. And I, I'm so emotional now, but I would start singing and this cry. I couldn't even get through a verse. Just no. Wow. <laughs> no, no, Especially that song. And then it would be over. <laughs> I was like, I can't do this. I'm too emotional. <laughs> I want to see that. Oh, yeah. And well, I quit. I want to see you it, squeak cry through a song. <laughs> squeak cry. W was there a point after Friends where you panicked? In other words, you go, I was just on the biggest television show of all time. Um, I don't know what the future holds, but I don't want to stop acting. I'm too young. Did you panic that maybe it could all be over and that you couldn't find another good role? Was there any kind of trepidation when that thing, that, 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 that the career would not continue? I mean, everybody's done very well since, but there's none of those fears that this thing is ending that was so big. No, I mean, I mean, I think every actor has a moment of, oof, I wonder if I'll ever get to do this again, but it goes away fast. 
Sure. Right. Me, yeah, anyway. We were definitely, you go through cycles for yeah. sure. But for some reason, I think as now that I mean, I'm older. I mean, we're all are older, but I, I think that something feels more exciting about acting in some weird way. I feel like I can draw on more and I feel, I feel more confident now. Not the way I look. That's a, that's always going to be a thing as you get older. But as far as feeling like a better actor, I, I feel just I, it, exponentially better. I just Courtney, never, that big word. I was nervous to say it. Courtney, I've never asked you this, but you were in the legendary film with Jim Carrey, Ace Ventura. And I think that gets uh, forgotten a lot. I mean, this guy was at the height of his powers. I've never seen a performance like that. I mean, you know, Jim Carrey to me as a, as an actor and in a comedy is, he's maybe the best there is at it, right? As a, as a male actor. What was that like? I mean, you don't talk about that a lot. That that's mind blowing, isn't it? He's just, he was so funny. It was just about just cracking up all the time. And, and, when I remember when we first rehearsed, he wasn't playing that character. He wasn't like, all righty then, or however you'd say it. He just yeah. was playing it straighter. And I thought, ooh, this is going to be a, a pet detective. Hmm. And he's really playing it kind of just straight. And then he turned it on when we started filming. And I thought, oh, my God, he's the funniest person. We became really good friends. And he definitely cracked me up the entire time. No romance between you and Jim Carrey. <laughs> oh, my. What? Wow. Huh? Well, wait a second. It, it, was there a romantic relationship between you and Jim Carrey on that movie? I mean, there was a crush for sure. Oh, there was, but yeah. nothing romantic. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't. I have to go to the bathroom. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. wait, a, oh wait a minute. Yeah. You know why I <laughs> asked on. that? Wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> the reason I the reason I asked that is that you're these two talented people. You were already on Friends, right? I mean, that was during. Friends, wasn't it, or was it before? I don't even know when you before. made the film. Before. It was before. Mm-hmm. I I can't see how that wouldn't happen. I, I if I was around you, I would have at least tried. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> We're learning so much more about how just because a guy tries doesn't mean it happens, happens right? Well, yeah. well, well, but what about that? <laughs> how, how is it you three beauties? don't have some sort of story where some asshole producer or director or somebody said, I'm going to give you the part if you put out. Um, that's never happened to any of you? No. Thank God. No. no. That's a miracle. Courtney? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm thinking, uh, um, no. Why not? happened to me. Yeah. So Hollywood isn't the house of horrors that everyone says it is. Well, for us, but we just yeah. says the three of us is our personal experience. I mean, there's definitely people that have had unfortunate and um, yeah. things happen. Yeah, we know, right? Sure. Um, but not, also, I think. Um, I mean, I'll speak for myself, but I also suspect it's true for Jennifer and Courtney too. Where um, it's like I, I don't know how groomable I was. To right. be honest, I mean, I was. What do you mean? I wasn't flirting. I wasn't, I'm Mm-mm. not, I wasn't. You didn't put that out there. You I wasn't a good sport. Yeah. I didn't look right. like I would be a good sport. Yeah. <laughs> if that like happened, a- it would, you would just be like, no, this is absolutely not. And it's not something I'm sort of like, you know, look what I did. Right. Right. It's, it's, I think men sense, yeah. you know, right. I just wasn't. And I never, and for Open. me, I didn't, I wouldn't walk into a room 
you know, unless I thinking like, oh, I'm 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 going to flirt my way into this job because I was right. a comedian girl because mm-hmm. I was always the sidekick. My, you know, I was not. I was chubbier and a little rounder and not as I wasn't my best friends were always like gorgeous, tall, blonde and, you know, and I was sort of the funny best friend. So I hmm. never even used like you thought of my sexuality or my my physical to to get anywhere. That right. just you know. was just. But I think also I think for again, just for myself, I, I knew I didn't have to. Right. That I would right. rather never work again if, as, if it was coming down to, to that. Do that. And yeah. I think for a lot of young women, they didn't feel like that was a choice. Right. Sadly, yeah, some, that's correct. Some people yeah. want it so bad they're willing to sort of sell their soul. What about this, this you know, this life before friends? Like, um, I was thinking about Saturday Night Live. You each sort of had a, a, an interaction with that. Jen, you could have been on Saturday Night Live. They offered you before Friends. You knew Sandler. You, I didn't realize mm-hmm. you went that far back with Sandler. You knew Sandler and I think Spade. Spade. Yeah. Yeah. Since we were How did you know those guys? Huh. I did a TV show with one of their friends. And I met them. I met Adam and David at Jerry's Deli on Ventura Boulevard. <laughs> Hmm. And uh, and we just became all really good friends. Wow! And 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 uh, they and they wanted you on Saturday Night Live. Lorne Michaels offered you mm-hmm. to be a cast member on Saturday Night Live, and you turned so, it down. I, I mean, I I had another. I I was such an ignorant kid. <laughs> well, I was, not ignorant, I, smart. I, I, yeah, I, I just had this idea that the men don't treat the women well on this show, and I would want to be. You know, I, I, I don't fair know, enough. The gall that I had. Yeah. But by the way, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> True. Well, what do you mean? Fair enough. I it's mean, you know what, what you're talking about, right? You, you know, the think... work situation you're going into and you'd rather not. And right. then, you felt you know, that, and you, mean, you felt it was, was right. a boys club. Rather... It was yeah. a boys club. I mean, it wasn't like in the day when it began with all of that original cast, which I think I don't even I don't know, honestly, what went on. But right. You know. Those are just such brilliant comedians, those women. Don't you guys think that's incredibly ballsy when you're an actress trying to make it? And Saturday Night Live, which is a, you know, you, you certainly get tons of exposure and all good things. I mean, it takes a lot of balls to turn that down yeah. uh, when, you, yeah, when you're just starting does. out. You, you certainly had a lot of confidence in yourself and you knew, hey, that's just not for me. I, I find that mind blowing. I think most people would or have read it. No, oh, you've got good instincts, though. I do have a good. Yeah, and you also do. are really confident, and that's. Yeah. I mean, Jennifer knows how to. That's she's. You're not insecure like that. Right. You're not. You don't worry about you. You. You know. I just always thought of Jennifer as the person, and I always looked up to it. She just knows what she wants. She enjoys life. She. You've always taken care of yourself in that way. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but that's also a, I thank my family. I thank my parents for for that because they again made unconscious sacrifices for me to. I, they showed me, oh, I don't want to have that experience. I'm going hmm. to have a joyful experience. I'm going to I'm, find joy in this life. I, that, that I did know. Yeah, you would, you that that's nice that you had that. My, my when you were talking about parents and you know competitiveness. I'm from Alabama, so the acting wasn't a thing, but my dad used to say like right after, I think it was right after family ties before I got friends, I was 
I think, or maybe I know, maybe it was family dinner. Whenever it was, I was down to like the last fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. And my dad thought I was a really good salesman and I could sell anything to anybody, you know, sand to the man in the desert or whatever. I was like that. He thought I was a great, <laughs> and he used to have a pool company. So he'd said to me, you know, Courtney, you're a goddamn good salesman. You need to pack it up out there in California. You need to come home. I've got you a job. You're going to be a, and so I thought. I, he never went, no, you can make it. It was like, you need to, that's a long fall from California to Alabama. You need to get back home. <laughs> so family, I didn't have that same confidence. I came up like, oh, I guess I can't do this. <laughs> was family ties the first time you worked in front of a live audience? Like I find yes. with friends, that was crazy. Like you're, you're, you're doing that show in front of a live audience and having to memorize lines is like having to memorize a play, uh, every oh, week. So nerve wracking. That's, that's mm. what's fun about it. Is that fun? I would kill myself. I would be so nervous. <laughs> I mean, you get to you enjoy it, but at, the, at first it can be... It's not a play. You can <laughs> do it over, mess up, you do it again. In front That's of the audience, you can mess reels. up? Who cares about the audience? Yeah. Really? <laughs> <laughs> can I quote you on that? I, yes, they're happy to I be there. Care. It doesn't matter. They want to see you mess up. It's That's fun for fun. them to see you mess and up. It is. It's all But good. isn't it... Isn't it embarrassing when the take is going really well and suddenly you're the one who fucks it all up and you've, you know, and everyone kind of like groans and goes, oh, come on, Lisa, we just did such a good take and you just fucked it up. I mean, I mean, I, I can't imagine. No, that's not a <laughs> horrible thing. Mean, that would only be if a, it was it like happen. a shot that was all in one like a long thing. But otherwise, it's like if it was Jim Burroughs directing or any of them, they would just say, all right, go back two lines. And, yeah, yeah. and Lisa also was in The Groundlings. So she's so used to performing in front of people. And <laughs> oh, Jen, right. you too. Like, I, don't I know. remember seeing you at The Groundlings. That was so much fun. And that's talk about hard. That would be, you get a, a, a suggestion from the audience of a scenario. Yeah. Remember, right? And yeah. you'd say, I, I can't remember, I can't give a good example. Proctologist, usually. Yeah. Yes, or something. Right. And then these three act, these three comedians on stage would basically say, you know, a procto, whatever, walks into a, 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 Store. And, yeah, let's uh, hear it. Office. What is it? What, what the proctologist does? What I want to hear what's on your remember. mind. But it was a scenario, and then they'd have yeah. to act it out, and you could not. You you had to. Anyway, she was genius, and I couldn't believe it. Oh, and I was Lisa. Is that really real? What Jen is saying, or do you plant someone in the audience to give you the the uh, scenarios? Oh. That you, yeah. No, no, you don't plant anyone. No, but you know, audiences are always going to go for certain things, and usually the directors. Trying to hear something other than proctologist. Lisa, you know. why didn't you get hired at Saturday Night Live? You auditioned for them. You, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they hired Julia Sweeney over you, which yeah. now seems somewhat um, peculiar to me. No, I don't know right. why. But, uh, okay. Yeah, that was right. That was the right uh, wh- thing. I don't think they were seriously looking at me. I think it was, you know, as long as you're looking at Julia, take a look at her, too. Cause, um, and I know Lorraine Newman, that which... Uh. Oh, that was everything to me. I don't care what happened next. That Lorraine Newman thought I was good enough to say, you guys should look at her. Um, but it was mostly they were there for, for Julia. For real. Yeah. yeah. And Courtney, you hosted Saturday Night Live. And you said it, it's a big regret of yours because you, you weren't at the point in your career where you were relaxed enough to enjoy it. You went on like maybe the first year after Friends. Uh, you know, you were a hot commodity. I was green. 
Yes, green. I was way too, I was not near confident enough to do that show. I mean, to now I'd love to do it. And, you know, <laughs> that's not, no one's asking me to do it. But man, I was too you young. You did it the first season. Our the first, first season. It yes, it had been season two season. even. Exactly. I, and I remember where I was when I got the call and I thought, oh my God, this is huge. But it's just too, I was not experienced enough to do that show. Now I sure. love it. So if you went back and watched that show, you would uh, just be disgusted with yourself? In other words, you were not happy with your performance when you got to host that show? I would just, you know, I mean, I think the opening skit, even though I was nervous, was really kind of funny because Adam Sandler and I, we were doing a takeoff on the Bruce Springsteen video. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I had there was yeah. great cast members and it was fun, but I definitely can see the nerves and the panic and, you know, yeah, I mean, if it if it worked even this much, or when I, I'm putting my hands up, like half an inch, um, that would be. I mean, I don't think it worked that well, but I loved it. It was fun. I think I lost That's like 48 kind of... pounds in one night. I was so nervous. <laughs> did you? They, they, they supposedly have a vomit bucket for because hosts get so nervous that there's a bucket backstage right before you oh. walk out that people have actually thrown up because they're so really? nervous. Which is, yeah, wow. I did not know that. Which is crazy but to me it, because. You, you guys are so used to working live, you know, in front of an audience and and all of that. I would just think it's it would different be different kind of live, though. That's and different. also, if you think about the actors that have come on to do Friends, the the movie stars, they get so nervous that it makes sense. I mean, that's the way I felt when I did Saturday Night Live. But people, it's it's nerve wracking to do yeah. something that's not in your normal life. Yeah. Did you and did for you the, hate for those I, actors? It was the audience that freaked them out. They couldn't mm-hmm. understand because you know if you come from film. You're just with a crew and a camera and no one's, there's no, you know, 200 people laughing at, at anything that's coming out of your mouth. So mm-hmm. it would be, it would just be jarring. Were there them. people who came onto Friends because you guys knew how to do it and you guys were brilliant at it? Were there people who guest starred who you said afterwards, they just fucked it up or I cannot stand them. Were there people who <laughs> you just did not like? No. And, there's definitely no one that we didn't like. Oh. People were nice for sure, but I definitely thought, wow, that's, they're not as. Jen's mean. thinking of someone. <laughs> Who didn't you like, Jen? I won't, I don't, I won't say, say it. Say it. Please. No. I'm begging you. I want to know. I know. Male yeah. or female? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's it break was it a down. Male, let's get it out. <laughs> you know what's the, the, the funny thing is that that male did apologize about their behavior years later. And just said, I was just so um, nervous, to be honest, that I was, uh, I didn't, be- I wasn't on my best behavior. Oh, wow. What, I'm not going to ask you that. kind name, of but make you feel bad. What was the behavior on the set of Friends that disturbed you by this person? What did they do? Oh, gosh. It was as if they were just too above this to be mm-hmm. on a sitcom. Mm. Um, and I remember... When we were doing a run through, like a network run through, uh, and you know, you, you sort of go from the coffee house, you, and the, so there would be all of the writers and the network, and they would travel down to the Joey and Chandler's set and they would watch the scene. And we would, if we were in the coffee house, we would just be waiting and for that scene to be done. And the network and the producers would laugh, ha ha ha, and they would just, and like this person was like, listen to them just laughing at their own jokes. So stupid. It's not even oh. funny. 
And that's a buzzkill because you guys <laughs> no, are into it. No, it was just like, what are you doing here? Get in, your attitude. This is not what we're all about. We, this is like, this is a wonderful, warm place to, to be. And you're coming into our home and just shitting on it. And piss, pissing on it. That person was Tom Selleck, of course. Right. Um, it was Tom. You just don't know how Tom. cruel and unusual he is. <laughs> That's why Tom is like uh, there's an angel halo over yeah. his head. He just it's a permanent halo over yeah. Tom. So he's a good guy. It wasn't Tom yeah. Selleck. Oh, he's the it, best. Really good guy. No, it was it not. Was, it was Sean Penn, was it not? No. No. Sean, Sean is, is a good guy. Gee, yeah. amazing people. Let me ask you, is it Courtney for you? And I want you to be totally honest with me. Jen has been nominated for Friends for an Emmy, and so has Lisa. You were so brilliant on that show. Let's face it, the three of you really, you know, that's why we celebrate Friends. That's why we're here today, because you guys were brilliant. Does it stick in your craw that they didn't nominate you? Sure. Yeah, it always hurt my feelings because when it was different was just, when every single cast member was nominated but me, it definitely hurt my feelings. I mean, you could be, I was happy for everybody. And then when it was finally like, oh, I'm the only one, I, I didn't, it hurt. And then the only thing that made me feel good, and because they've all won and they've gotten so many accolades, I got nominated for Cougar Town the first year for a Golden Globe. And I want to say, I'm like, oh, who cares? It meant everything to me <laughs> because I hadn't been, no, I mean, I'd been, I mean, I'd been nominated for like, the, you know, I don't even know. I can't even remember there. I have like these statues of things you hide because they're not important, but nothing that <laughs> right. I, I wanted my peers to respect me. And I know that the Golden Globes is not your peers necessarily, but I was like, oh, I took a little of this thing out. But yeah. Yeah. It, it's not you that you're not brilliant. happy. You're brilliant, Courtney. You're you are. Courtney's one yeah. of the funniest people. I have an award for you right now, actually. Oh, you yeah. are brilliant. The three of you are brilliant, and it, and I oh, know that feeling. Yeah. You know, you want to say these awards are so stupid. Yeah, you know, what does it mean? It doesn't really mean anything, but it does mean something. It means I mean, Jen, something to me. I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> would you watch why. these? Did you watch the Emmys when these two won, or did you say, always? No, I want them to win. I just also want to be a part of it. <laughs> right. Of course. Uh, oh, there was never anything like I don't. I've never wanted to take anything away from anyone. I, I just sometimes want to be included in certain things, but uh, you know, I'm not at all. I was, and, and, and these girls on the show and the guys, everyone deserved it. I mean, I, I'm in awe of both of your talent in every way. I mean, to this uh, day, I, I'm, even though we're this close, I, I get still, I get excited when I watch the morning show. I'm just like, what? It got just incredible. <gasps> and you uh, too. Li- I mean, everything you do, your drama is all, I mean, everything. I was watching well, something too. the other and day. The, re- the um, you too. had discipline. <clears throat> your directorial skills. Your I know. Musical, like she's got. Ta- she's yeah. very multi-talented. It's yeah. not just one. You know, I can't you know, play you, piano. I can't. I can't. You know, you you also during the pandemic you learned to be a brilliant chef. Yeah. On top of <laughs> all of your musical skills, your acting skills, your directorial skills, producing you know, skills. Everybody here is being very nice to Courtney now, but it's pretty legendary that the two of you, Lisa and Jen, love love holding this over Courtney and uh, taunting her. J- no, Jen, do you I ever let? Maybe they would try to not tell her this time, you know, or the next. Yeah. <laughs> Jen, 
Jen, would you ever let Courtney hold your Emmy? Or Lisa, would you ever let uh, uh, Courtney hold your Emmy? Come it, visit it. Be... You know, this is no. what it looks like. When she comes over your home, do you ever that hide the sweet. Emmy? Do you, do you hide it somewhere so that she won't see it, so that it doesn't come up? Jeez. Uh, or, Courtney, do they flaunt it in your face when uh, you go over, let's say, Lisa or Jen's house? Yeah. And when they us. when I ring the doorbell, there it is. Right I am in my door holding my Emmy. <laughs> Say hello to the, the Emmy first before I'm you actually, walk in my house. It's I'm actually coming. coming. It's the doorstop. It's <laughs> Jen, where do you I'm, keep that Emmy? I hope you... Uh, actually, where is I'm it? I'm turning it into my door front door handle is what I'm actually having it welded on to the front door so you can... <laughs> no, seriously, Jen, where do you keep your Emmy? Everyone to hold it. It's, in no. my, it's on my shelf. It's a shelf. Well, on, she has a office. bunch of them. One of them is in the bathroom. Doesn't it hold the toilet paper? Uh-huh. <laughs> she wouldn't do it. Oh, the stag award. But it's not no. an insult. It was it's a statue no. doing this. Are you so kidding? It it's I love it. To put uh, a rubble toilet paper on yeah. it. It's a pretty uh, I know no, I think it's a yeah. And you have We're, one of those, Courtney. Yeah, you do. I do have I have some statues that's, I just don't have. One. That's our cast that's the stag our award. It's a good one. From oh. the first uh year i think lisa where is your emmy where do you keep it so courtney just know my office it broke though so the globe is now it fell oh how did it break instead of being held out like that how did you break your emmy i don't i didn't i think i had i had to move temporarily and i think it broke there did courtney do it can i ask you is this okay maybe i'm saying this and i'm wrong but the Okay, so I never got nominated. Yes, we know, and it's terrible. I mean, for me. And uh, but was this is this true that the three of us were in my house in Santa Monica, and it was the first year of Friends? And maybe I'm wrong, so I'm going to. Yes, myself. you got nominated for. And I got for nominated People's for Choice People's Award. Choice Award. And, and, and I was, I was remember thinking, oh, I'm so Im- oh, I feel horrible. Oh, these actors. Oh, and I got nominated. Let's. I was just so embarrassed. Like I feel so. Cut to, oh my God, just, there goes that. Shouldn't have felt bad. I should have been like, Woo. No. We were so excited, and it, yeah. I will never forget that it came through your fax machine. Yeah. Upstairs. Your my telex machine. Courtney, if you No, had no, I didn't, get it. I didn't win. I just got nominated for I see. favorite new actor or something. If you that had was the last of it. If you had an Emmy, where would you keep it? How's that for a question? Uh, in my purse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Take it everywhere. No. Absolutely. I would, uh, what was the I what would, was the schedule what was the schedule like for you three? I'm I'm curious. When you did friends, in other words, by Monday, do you in other words, they do they write a script a week and get it to you on a Monday? Is there a schedule involved or do you when do you actually physically get a script? How does that work? to be after we shot the show the the next week's scripts were in front of our dressing rooms on the floor sometimes shoot the show and the shooting schedule with a live audience it would start when three four o'clock in the afternoon shooting the show yeah five five o'clock five o'clock is the shooting time was was later when we first started it was later remember because we'd go till like two in the morning so it used to start at 7.30 or something? Yeah. It did? Yes, and it would take like six hours to do our show. Oh, and we would go So when Jim Burroughs directed, we we would start later? Maybe, I don't know. I just Why remember we want, at some point we said, can we please start earlier? And I remember, you know, Marta was saying, we'd love to, but we won't be able to get an audience. And we just went, what do you mean you won't be able to get an audience? People, this is part of their travel plan. 
you know, <laughs> like they get tickets and like they'll come when there's a show and it, it, it did work out. We could shoot it earlier. And can you imagine, I mean, I would never think to start shooting a sitcom where I need the audience awake. You want the studio audience to be into it. 7.30 at night and then go 2, 3 in the morning? I would have quit over that. I mean, that, that would wear me <laughs> out. Would I would have quit. I mean, why not do it during work hours where people can act and, and, and maybe even, you know, have a lunch? I mean, why would they do that? Why would they shoot Friends at 7.30, start at 7.30 at night and go to 2, 3 in the morning? Well, you know what? Even when we went at five o'clock, we'd still go to two, three in the morning because that's, I think, why the show was so good. Yeah. Is that in between each, you know, after, let's say we did a scene and the all writers would huddle together and the actors would sometimes add in what their thoughts were. But the writers were incredible and they would sit there and throw out jokes and what's funnier. And that worked pretty well. But what about this? And what about this? And we'd they'd give us new information, new lines, and we'd do it again. So I think they were perfectionists. And they wanted it to be, there was no resting on our laurels of, oh, it, the show works. It had to be, yeah, you know, top. And, the best and, it and be. it's, it, the thank best. God for them. And I, uh, you know, and, and, and watching the reunion, I was so wonderfully reminded of that, mm-hmm. especially David Crane. I mean, David yeah. Crane really was, he's just. No, he's great. He's but I mean, it, but it did take a long time. So yes, we're mm-hmm. not saying don't take as long. How about we start earlier and take right. as long as you want? <laughs> and, and wouldn't the audience get burned out? I mean, if they're sitting there from 7.30 to 2, 3 in the morning, wouldn't they burn out? Oh, there were two audiences. We had two audiences. Wow. I'd At love to see point, that group. At some they were able to have two audiences, one of them waiting outside. Wow. Mm-hmm. At the end, they would crazy. keep the audience still so- two in the morning? That's yeah. wild. Wow. In the beginning, they would leave. In the beginning, it started to oh. it was like a couple pepper yeah. group. But by the by the end, I think the audiences were just so in love with the show they would have stayed there till. But we also didn't wow. go as late by the end. Uh huh. We didn't. We got it down. Well, because we get, started earlier. Yeah. Oh so yeah. Life, and then it was shorter. It, it, so so uh, the the script would be given to you after uh, uh, you tape an episode. Mm-hmm. You go home, you get a night's rest, and then you have to start memorizing this thing, right? And uh, no? no, what would you do? <laughs> no, no, because then you go in for the table read, and then you're rehearsing all week, and they're rewriting. And I mean, maybe again, just me personally, I didn't start memorizing until, you know. Wow. Yeah. Because Thursday. Courtney, when did you start memorizing? <laughs> I was trying for that Emmy. I started Friday night. <laughs> um, I, right. I'm not a good. I don't memorize well, so I, I've. Yeah, I'm. Uh, Bernie was yeah. notorious for writing her dialogue on the table, on fruit. Yeah, that's what they said in the. Uh, yeah. I get that. I write like everything. Little, yeah. Just little things that I couldn't do it in every set, but. If, yeah. if you're going to be sitting there, you might as well be reminded. Yeah, give yourself it's a fantastic for that scene. <laughs> I don't know how actors do it, but when I saw on the Friends reunion, the uh, when you were talking about it, and Courtney would write everything down on tables and tubs and all kinds of stuff, I would say that <laughs> makes sense to me. I would do the same thing. I, I don't I didn't know. do it as much as we said, but yes, I, I yeah. definitely when I'd have something a big speech, and let's say I'd just yeah. gotten it because it'd been rewritten, I I don't didn't want to mess up. So yeah, and I, I did that too. I remember when they would give us huge monologues that they would rewrite during you know. The first pass, and then they would huddle, and they would rewrite, and the, everybody would get new new bits and, and to say. And 
If there was if there was a big chunk of dialogue, I would I jot something down. Remember on and the you know show. You know what's weird? It's like if, yeah. if you have one line, that's actually more nerve wracking. Sometimes I just write down my one line when yeah. where I had to fit in because if you have so much pressure, all you have to say is really, and then you're like, what am I saying? Really? I don't know. It, it would yeah. be what's weird. The cue? You yeah. don't want to blow the whole scene for your one word. Right. Oh, that would be so much pressure. You guys yeah. must have liked. Well, I never season. said my line right. <laughs> well, I never said my line right. <laughs> you must have. You got an Emmy. I mean, when uh, <laughs> when uh, <laughs> when when Courtney, for me, uh, I wish they had talked to you about this on the special. Though this is the one moment that I always was impressed with. And tell me how this works. You and uh, Chandler were a couple at this point. Joey walks in. You're taking a romantic bath together, and you have to dunk your head into the bathtub and hide from joey when they shoot that are you actually underwater in that disgusting Mm -hmm. bath water and uh, how long did you stay under there and how and hold your breath you were like houdini but i definitely went under and i definitely waited till he came back and yeah it's i don't have swimming issues which is good because I had to go. It was. Yeah, I was not. And by the way, it's not even like there's a pipe and fresh water. I think they fill it up with buckets. And it was <laughs> right. I mean, it's yeah. not, it wasn't great. Yeah. And 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 and, and speaking but of Chandler, sure looks beautiful coming yeah. out of a bathtub. Oh, she sure Dunking. does. Were you nude for that? Were you topless for that? Because uh, it looked very convincing. <laughs> I was completely nude. You were completely I just nude. Thought, I knew it. Well, I wanted to be in care. I was looking, trying to. No, I'm just kidding. No, I was not nude. <laughs> you were not nude in that tub. Yeah. How can you I do it? But I saw your shoulder. So what, so what do you put over your boobs to uh, hide you that from like the audience? Some sort of flesh-colored, uh, whatever it's Mando. called, a tube top or something. Lovely. Oh, I wish I could have been there on that for that episode. I, I would have been terrific. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just so, you know, you know, I was saying on the air yesterday, I said the most unbelievable thing to me about friends was that a nebbish like Ross could even get close to Rachel. I'm talking about his characters. You know, Ross was pretty nebbishy. You know what I mean? That was a tough sell, Jen. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't seem possible that the Ross character could get you. You agree with that? Not. <laughs> You do not agree. You reminded with that. me of my high school boyfriend. I'll be quite honest. Really? You did. Mm. Yeah. It's. Uh, I don't know. I. It just. Yeah. It was crazy. I know and you spent definitely plays the sullen. I felt. Well, go ahead, Court. No, no. You please. I've been talking the whole day. You talk. <laughs> I just thought that David was really cute, and I didn't he know why Howard was saying that. I. Do, it reminded me of me. I mean, to lean towards <laughs> the negative. How are you lean no. towards the negative a little bit? I am. I'm dark. I'm in a very dark place. You guys know that about me. I know why. You are. No, why? you're not. Because I'm. I, I am a very dark person. Poor Beth. Oh, I don't she find you to be dark Beth. at all. I find you to be way, so fun and great and evolved and smart and, sweet. and interested. Even when you're in, in a at a dinner party, you make every single person, um, anyone who walks up to you or you're in a, in, in you're near, you ask a question. You guys you're are always very, very curious con- person. You're Although very you do lean to the negative. Oh, please. <laughs> Listen, Jen, let's be, let's be frank. It's easy to be positive when you're Jennifer Aniston. Try being me for five minutes. It's not hey. easy. <laughs> hey, come, come on. on now. Hey. Come on. I was going to say, remember, by the way, um, it's got great rhythm. 
and his character, even if you watch him in The Fountain, he was playing Ross. He's such a good dancer. And besides, I mean, I know he's, he gets the sad character in some ways. Like he's always a high. But dog. he's just, right. um, he also had such, he, Ross also it was so, such good timing and Timing. The, I didn't mean to go back to that, but I just was thinking about the, the fountain Friends, and dancing. On the Friends reunion, something was dropped. Like it dropped like a bomb for me when um, when uh, Matthew Perry said, "You know, you, you guys were asked, do you all talk to each other?" And you guys said, "Yeah, yeah, we all talk to each other." And, and Matthew Perry turns to the camera and says, "Nobody ever calls me." Now, I got sad that no one is calling Matthew He's kidding. Perry. He wasn't kidding. No, he said, Lisa, "I don't hear from anybody." That's right. I don't think he hears from anybody. Am but I right? I know for I, a fact he hears. From he, us. We do know because we talked to him. Yeah, he was making. Oh, you do. Funny. Why did he yeah, say that? He was making it funny. I, he was being funny. I didn't find it funny. I felt very sad uh, for the guy that nobody yeah. was calling him. I was going to call him. I don't even know the guy. Well, why did you? you? Well, <laughs> what am I going to do? He's not looking to hear from me. What is a what what what's the story with the three of you? Um, is it a close friendship? Or do you? What about during the pandemic? Did you speak at all? Did oh, you? Yeah. Um, you did. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, really that sure. close. FaceTime and FaceTimed and all the time. All the really, time. what a friendship! Oh, yeah, I think Jen, you were coming out like every other was, weekend to the was, beach. Courtney was in my pod. We were all in a pod together, you know, and we got Lisa. We even saw we we, we, we did. Lisa would go out of town a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I was we very were, careful. You were, you were. Very, and Jen, um, uh-huh. last time I saw you, we, when you were on the show, I'm talking about, because you all three have appeared uh, separately on the show. Mm-hmm. But Jen, last time we, we were trying to set you up with a guy. We want to see you in love. All of America wants to see you in love. You are. All of America. All three of you are America's sweetheart. You know that. Um, where are we at? I've heard rumors. Of course, I'm not privileged. Uh, you know, Courtney calls me and tells me really what's going on. But what is going on? <laughs> Sorry, Jen. <laughs> Have you found love? Have you been looking for love? How are you finding release during the pandemic? What's going on with you? Um, I have, have not. I mean, I've had there have been there has been no nothing of great success thus far. But um I'm, 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 of course, open, open to it. Hmm. How do you to get it. to you? Are you being introduced by others or are you on those apps? What are you doing? Yeah. Can we get you on Raya? <laughs> Raya? Raya, Absolutely whatever that is. Probably not. No. Why not? <laughs> Maybe Raya. Go on an... Imagine you go on, go on Raya and you Raya. see Jennifer no. Aniston. I would have oh. hit that up. <laughs> oh. I mean, Wow. First of all, all of that stuff gets is not, there's nothing anonymous about it, and I wouldn't do that. I don't I don't want to do that, and I don't need to do that. Are you lonely? I'm all good. You I'm, are I'm, good. I'm doing just is, fine. Yeah. Can a regular guy date you, or does it have to be somebody in show business? And I want you to be honest about it because I don't want these guys wasting their time. Um, and be honest, you like the showbiz types. I know. I, you know what? It's not about show business. It's about someone who. It's just a sense of humor, kindness. Fun, generous, generous spirit. Um, you know, a sense of humor is a big one for me. Obviously, um, there's no, um, you know. Listen, 
Listen what? Listen. But it is Courtney, you are, it be hard to get to you. Courtney, what's the problem? It's not easy. It's hard to, to get, get to her. It's not easy. I, I well, mean, no, there's no problem because she's as happy. You know, she's so happy. I'm so full. I'm but so. It's, it's, I it, but I will say for the life. people, if they're listening, it would be hard to get to Jennifer if you were. You know, you have to. How do you meet the likes of Jennifer? You have to go. I, mean, I was like lucky. A, I, 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 my, my partner came to my house. And it was a music situation. It was great. And I'm, I'm, I, I'm you're talking just, about Johnny. I know Johnny. I'm talking about Johnny. Good yeah. guy. Of course you do. I like Johnny. Yeah. Johnny's a musician. This guy, I've, I sized him up pretty quickly. He's I, an extraordinary musician, but he's also a writer. And he, um, as a matter of fact, on Friday, uh, Ed Sheeran's new single comes out. She, um, no, I was going to say Shape of You. What a dumbass. Um, <laughs> well, he wrote that, though. Um, he yes, he wrote that, that too, but, but that's. I'm still waiting for Miami. It's all bad habits. And Johnny also wrote that with Ed, and it's incredible. And Johnny's just such a talented person. And Johnny, well, I was uh, confused by this. During the pandemic, you couldn't see Johnny because Johnny was over in England, and you, you can't go back and forth. So for for many months, you were without your Johnny. Um. Yeah. What was that like for you? That's just uh, that that's ridiculous. It was it was definitely hard. And, and you know, he, people from the UK, I'm over here now, but they still can't co- go to California. I mean, not California, America. You, you're not allowed in still, which is crazy. If you, hmm. I mean, he's been vaccinated and he can't come in. It just seems I don't understand. Wow. That. But really? um, and we you know we can come here. People can go from Florida to Los Angeles. No quarantine. And yet. I don't get it. I don't know why they can't just come to America and quarantine the way I did. I've been on this five-day test and release, and whoo, am I going to go out tonight? Can't wait. <laughs> but, <laughs> I don't but, but mean out. I just mean to a restaurant. I just want to go out, right. literally out of the apartment. So you've just been in Johnny's apartment? I have not left, except for I went to Heathrow today to get a, a nose swab. How dare you? We had to go all the way to Heathrow to get the uh, test? Wow. Yeah, I did, because I wanted to get out. They give you the results. Wait, where are you? Say, I'm right now in Johnny's England. apartment. Yo, you're Wait, in, I did. You're go, in... I did. I did she's go to, in England. Um, That's why I'm saying she's in England. Flush is in New York, and I'm in LA. Oh, I got yeah. you. I got. I did you. one other thing. I went to a um, uh, what's it called? A physical therapist. Because did you see that dumb thing I did? The yoga thing on Instagram. Yeah, it was a story. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm too old to do yeah. that. Oh. <laughs> I pulled my neck. I had to go. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait, you have to show me because I didn't see it. It was a story. It was just stupid because it's hard to think of things to post. So you're so good at that, though. I know, God, you're, you're so really creative. Good. I don't know how you do it. Well, I had to go to a physical therapist and have my neck. Oh, so you're in England with Johnny. Now I get yeah. the scene. But for nine months, you couldn't see Johnny. I could come here, but the, you know, it, he was also working. Um, my brother had come into town, and it was it was rally around him during this period in his life there was there were things that i oh no i couldn't come until june it was like four months that i couldn't and then wow when i could i don't know it was it was not a it was not a great year that is that. a that is a very if the relationship can last through this kind of uh, a break that's very good that's a good sign mm-hmm. but but how do you keep things hot do you, is there zoom such a thing as zoom intimacy is anybody participating in zoom intimacy was was that part of uh, johnny and your uh, yeah let's talk uh, about that court let's talk about your yeah. zoom intimacy do you know <laughs> about this jen do, does she oh i know all of it you do everything every, every courtney what do you, moment i hear 
Do you really? What is the what? Is, what did you did you have Zoom intimacy? Zoom intimacy. Um, That's right. We're very intimate, but I, no, I'm not. I don't. You know, no, no, I don't know how to do that. Wow. That's Zoom intimacy. I mean, there's other kind of intimacy. <laughs> oh, phone sex but, uh, you're referring to. Okay, well, that's fair enough. All right. So you had phone sex. There's the headline. When when you were a kid growing up, was the name Cox, were you no. ridiculed? Were you ridiculed as, 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 a, as a Cox? Oh, yeah. You were? Courtney oh, okay. Cox. Uh, you know, yes, it was so many words you could put in between things. I hated that. I hated my last name. But then when my dad passed away, I thought, I'm going to own this and keep it going because there were no other and, there were no other boys in the family to keep it alive. And Lisa, your relationship. I mean, my is, brother, uh, but he had all these girls. Oh, sorry. I see. Yeah. It's and Lisa, you're no doing work. good. You and, and Michelle, right? Yes. At the, yeah. at the, Michelle Stern. You're with a Stern. That's, That's right. right. That's right. And 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 things and are going I'm a well. Stern, Howard, my mother's maiden name was Stern. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, That's so yeah. weird. Real yeah. Stern. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes, such a wonderful name. Um, <laughs> yes, yes it is. Aren't all the I mean, Stern related? <laughs> no, none of us no. know each other. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I can't find one Stern who wants to be related to me. It's uh, you probably are, but. Um, um, and Lisa, I, I offer my condolences because the pandemic's been particularly rough on you because you lost your mother uh, during yeah. the pandemic. Am I right? Right at was the beginning. A, right at the very beginning. Was it a COVID? <laughs> I'm not sure. We're not entirely sure, but I think so because they didn't have tests. Mm. But it oh, was that? really quick. And yeah. these women came running. Mm-hmm. They did. That was really nice. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? At the beginning of the these pandemic, the women, girls, yes. these two women left their homes and came to be with well, you. They came to the the to funeral, the, and it wasn't a lot of notice. And and they were wow. there. They were there. It was really. They're really good friends. I, I I I love you, but I would not have gone. I mean, I'm too. I'm such a pussy. I do not want to go out of the house. I have been. Uh, I mean, how you know. did you get through this pandemic? How? Yeah, how I, did you? I mean, I've Me? heard. We know. I know. You didn't like to check your mail for two weeks, let it sit out for two weeks before the pandemic. Right. No. Oh, and you know him well. Package. So yeah. you were prepared. I got, I got reports on you guys that you guys were playing a little bit looser than me uh, during the okay. pandemic. Considering what compared to you, I think everybody no. was a little playing it loose. No, you had people coming in and out of that house of yours. Only you were not- you were, we were tested. And, and it was the same group of people. There wasn't, there was no random people unless, you know. I do not, I don't know. I wouldn't care if they were tested. I wasn't letting anyone in yeah. here. I held Beth captive and uh, we did not leave the house. We saw no one. I mean, For how no. long? It's still going on, I'm afraid. Have you, are you still at home? I'm at home, but I actually went to dinner with another couple at their home Friday night. And then um, my daughter was over on Saturday with her boyfriend. So I'm I'm getting looser with it. You became didn't you didn't you say somewhere that you've become extremely agoraphobic and now you have some new OCD with um, um, doing the dishes or something, Jen? Who are you talking to? Oh, you, me. I I definitely there's uh, well ha- I wa- washing hands is is constant but i did that anyway um and i i do love doing dishes but no i didn't say an ocd about that no oh, okay 
Well, the pandemic was God's gift to me. I don't know about you. Uh, I, uh, <clears throat> I've never been happier. I think being it was a alone. great opera. I think it was, I mean, it was, look, it was horrific. Horrific. But I think, especially in Lisa's case, I mean, that's awful. And I hate that, uh, that what well, you went through, but I mean, just staying but, home. Hey, well, I was saying that as if on the bright side. No, it was like just before, though. But I suspected that was it. And and so we were able to have a funeral. But yeah. everyone thought I was a freak. And thank God now I'm talking to Howard Stern, who won't think I'm a freak. I made the rabbi announce, please don't hug or touch anybody because mm-hmm. we had been in an emergency room and there was no covid protocol there. Done. And and ah. uh, and everyone thought I was like a cold ice horror. Of a person. No, Maybe you're so smart. Things, God, I, I have such respect it. for you. Thank you. you. Did the That's right why I told thing. the story. <laughs> you always come out the hero in all those stories. <laughs> I, I know. I I, before, before we end this thing, Jen, what was this like? This um, And how did you get involved? I watched. You guys probably watched it, too. You did that read through for Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. it blew my mind. I was nervous because you and Brad were I'm in because you and Brad uh, were there together. I'm, and so I'm watching for any signs of, uh, you know, how weird this was going to be. And you do. And you're playing his love interest. And then uh, Morgan Freeman saying Jen's takes off her top. And this, I mean, if you go online, you see this table read and you, yeah. it was terrific. I love watching it. Yeah. But isn't that an awkward, wasn't that awkward no. for you? No, no, no problem. Absolutely fun. You know, Brad and I are, are buddies, like we're friends and we, we speak and, and there's no, there's, there's no oddness or uh, at, at all, except for everyone that probably watched it and was wanting there to be, or assuming yeah, there I, to I, be. I was, I was fun. like, I didn't think you would be a part of that. I don't know. And then there you uh, were. It was classy. I know. And there we are. That's yes. great. Well, we fun. I don't know. And it was for a great cause for core. Yes, it was. Sean, oh, when you, when you go, Hey Pitt. And he goes, Hey Aniston. I'm like, Whoa, this is, I'm looking for any kind of information off of this. Pit. I watch in this tape, like it's the Sapruder film. You know what I'm Did saying? You just have it on like rewind. Yeah. Just rewind. I'm going to be up front with rewind. you. Uh, wait a minute. I think I see something now. You know, I love you. So I'm looking at this and I'm like, well, maybe this is uh, maybe this is something. I don't know. Uh, I watched it maybe 15, 20 times. I just, go, I just go, I know exactly where it comes up. And Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, everybody's Jimmy's oh, laughing. Oh. How funny. Jimmy's was laughing. <laughs> Jimmy's so, so funny. Yeah, he's such a good guy. Yeah. Here's here's the last question. Okay. This is it. Um, When I was researching everything with all these, this and that, you and Courtney, this is love life stuff. You and Courtney have both dated the same guy. Didn't Mm -hmm. that get weird uh, when that happened? I'm talking about uh, what's his name from the Counting Crows. Didn't you two want to smack each other around? Uh, when that was happening, I mean, you guys are no, no one was jealous. Nobody no. got upset. I didn't really. I mean, Courtney dated him, dated him. I didn't even. Oh. that was I was. It was fleeting. Oh, it was. Yeah. Shit. And we, we talked should, about it, and and we yeah. talked about it. Yeah. We're too, we're too healthy. <laughs> there so was lucky. a surprising lack of drama. Yeah, a Le- lack Lisa. Of drama. Come, Lisa, coming why, from us, anyway. Lisa, why didn't you date Adam Duritz? I mean, why not? Why, not, why, why does everybody? Well, I was married, but who said I didn't? Oh. 
That's true. I, I didn't. I'm married. I didn't date anyone she was while married. I'm she married. was married before anybody. Yeah. Let me say something. First of all, the three of you are charming. And uh, I know you guys get together regularly uh, and Zoom and uh, mm -hmm. chat with each other. And I like that. Mm -hmm. I like that the friends are real friends. Yeah. And I like and I like that we're You know, America friends. likes that the friends are real friends. Yeah. It's really yeah. wonderful. Yeah. It, it's heartwarming I, to people to see people who aren't well, there were some romantic relationships, but these people who just loved each other and cared for each other and took care of each other and got each other through the tough times. Uh I think all of America hungers for that. Yeah. I hunger for. I think for that's it. maybe why it why it worked worked. I think that sort of translated. Yeah. To, to people, and I, to still, I'm 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 amazed that it's um, that young people, young kids, are enjoy watching it and relate to it because it was definitely a different time. We weren't. We would sit and just have conversations. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have social media, um, and it was such a simpler time. Yeah. I'm going to read you know what I that. also loved about the reunion was seeing all the old technology, those big phones. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and computer dinosaur phones. Yes. I'm looking for this one stat, you guys. This is this says it all. You ready? Okay. Mm -hmm. 236 episodes aired in 220 territories was the number one comedy for six straight seasons. Think about that. That is insane. The number one wow. comedy averaged 25 million viewers. The finale was watched by 52 million people. That has, I mean, that's Super Bowl numbers. Mm. It's insane. Um, and by the way, a lot less television for people to watch, though, at the time, to be fair. okay. Eh. That, to, yeah, but, but believe me, I can yeah. mention all the shows that failed. Um, and and the show now. Listen to this. Everybody, hold on to their seat. Makes a billion dollars a year in syndication. Amazing. What? Really? A billion. More One than B. that, actually. Is more it? than that? Does anyone know what the actual more. number is? What is it, Jen? Um, I don't know. I'm not going to. I don't want to miss. It's more than that, though. I know that one particular network made a lot more than that over the years. Wow. I have heard. Because they sell it and they resell it, you know. Right. You're saying every heard, year, Howard? Every year? That's every year. Yes. A billion dollars a year for Warner Brothers. A billion. And Jen says more. I think so. I've heard more. But I've really? heard you guys each oh, get 20. I heard you each get a check for $20 million a year off of syndication. But in light of the. Oh no. Am I wrong? No, Lisa's laughing that. at me. Not even close. Oh, that would be great. I mean, are we owed that? Yes, you are owed that. <laughs> Wait, what are we owed? What, I missed 20 that. I million a of this, we got $20 million a year. That is not even. What? Not, <laughs> we don't even it says, get. It no, says, I, don't know. Like, I don't want to complain, but what do, what do you get? Finish the sentence, please. They they just very... that, you know, people think that all the merchandising, we get all this money. We that's just we're not included in that kind yeah, of yeah. we have a, a yeah. you know, we're lucky people, but it's not even anything like that. Right. We you we, do... we we also, um, you know, when we negotiated back in. The you know dark ages that we did streaming services weren't even an idea. So, do you think it would be morally responsible of Warner Brothers to sit down with you guys and give you 20, if they gave you each $20 million a year, maybe it makes sense. 
Good business. Wouldn't that, be, that would be so generous of them, but that's a lot. Um, it would. That's a, I mean, <laughs> wow, it's a lot. That, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think it's. They would never do that. I still don't think it's a billion dollars a year. Lisa, are I'm, you a good businesswoman in the sense that Lisa, uh, I read you after the answer when you is got, no. When you got married, you never signed a prenup with your husband. And, of course, you have a very successful marriage, so there's no issue right. there, But as far as I know. But was that a mistake to not have that prenup? Do you lay awake at night and go, you know, what the fuck? Maybe this guy, you know, who knows, with this Michelle Stern. No. What, no, no. Do you worry about I don't, that? I don't. You no, do not worry. I do not worry about that. Okay. No. All right. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> we won't get divorced. Have you guys ever heard the list of people who, who auditioned for your jobs on Friends? No, Do no. you know that list? I'll read it to no. you. Here is what is rumored, and then we'll leave it at that. I'll let you guys get out of here because okay. Lord knows that Courtney has to get with Johnny. It was so lonely those four months. And, uh, <laughs> you know, her head's going to explode if she doesn't. He's a very attractive oh. guy, by the way. Very attractive man. I'll, I, uh, I've, yeah. I've spent time with him. I know the guy. He's a good guy. Mm. Um, here's some of the people they say. Nancy McKeon from The Facts of Life read for Monica. Um, Leah Remini read for Monica. Mm -hmm. Rachel, Tiffany, Amber Thiessen, and Taya Leone read for Rachel. For Phoebe, yes. Yes. You don't know this? No. Look who you beat out. For the role of Phoebe. And there were a lot of people who auditioned, right, Lisa? You beat out Kathy Griffin. Did you know she auditioned? No. This is what I have. For Ross, Eric McCormick. You could have been making out with Eric McCormick. <laughs> For Chandler, this is interesting, John Cryer and John Favreau. Wow. Wow. Oh, hmm. uh, wow. <clears throat> and for Joey, Vince Vaughn and Hank Azaria. Vince no Vaughn way. is Joey. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of that? Hank I, don't I feel like that. I remember because, you know, Hank he and Maddie are, were, I don't know if they still are, we're like best, best friends. Yeah, for right. Chandler. but And yeah. Hank was on Herman's Head. Oh, yeah. Right. Remember that show? Well, who knows? <laughs> well, he's yeah, talented. That's fascinating. He can do anything. Why didn't you audition, Howard? I know. Well, how come you didn't want to be on the show? No one was looking for me. First of all, I'm not handsome. I can't be. Uh, uh, Joey was good looking. Um, uh, Matthew Perry and, and uh, Schwimmer, they, they're all good looking guys. No one was looking yeah. for me. Believe me, I, I actually read for the role of uh, Monica. Uh, they, that was more believable. <laughs> um, not, you're not kind to yourself. Well, you know, you guys. Listen, let me ask you something, Jen. You say I'm not kind <laughs> to myself, and all of you can answer this. I mean, I'm sure it's all in jest, but. If I was single, you wouldn't look at me. Be honest. First of all, See, Jen? you're not hmm. single. Let's say I was. Let's say I said to you, listen, Jen, let's get down to business. I like you. You well, like me. I know you what? too well now. I know you too well as See? like a like a brotherly He's gone into and... the friend zone and he can't be resurrected. You're so in my friend zone. <laughs> wow. I've you don't know. Ponytail. How... I cannot believe you. What? Brotherly figure. Ouch. Well, like we we get you and I, we get those deep conversations that like a like a brother would would you know and a good male friend would have. 
Courtney maybe would consider, well, maybe not. Johnny's such a good looking guy. You guys with all the good looking guys. <laughs> you never think about it, maybe being with an ugly guy who's really going to worship you. I'm telling you, there's something to that. Oh well, first of all, Howard, you are very handsome and yeah. you are. Thank you, you got, yeah. That's Thank true. You. Hey, I've seen you in your uh, spider boots. Oh my yes, those, the snake boots. <laughs> snake boots, sorry. <laughs> and you're still very, very attractive and they were funny like bulletproof sexy. Snake protected. I saw them. I couldn't believe what he was so wearing. I thought he was kidding. I thought <laughs> No, was I wasn't kidding. You were but we went on a, I was privileged no, to be with I don't know. Why is Lisa never on our vacations? Why is Lisa never traveling with us? Lisa's I, I, very I feel... independent. She's got such a, a, her own life. And she's, yeah, you need to come. You should, by the way. There's no reason you haven't. And Lisa, yeah. you got to hear this. That's... I ended up on a, a little retreat <laughs> with these two. And uh, I, I, I'm reading up on the retreat that there are snakes, poisonous snakes. And then I have a neighbor who went to this retreat. He got bitten by a snake. There and had to be given anti-venom. Oh. I I hear this. I said I said to my wife, I'm not going. I don't care who. I don't care if they bring the whole cast of Friends there. I'm not going. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> so don't you kind of look for any excuse to get out of going anywhere? Yes, I don't want to go. So anywhere. of course you read you read to find the thing that you actually can go. Beth, I, I I'm not I'm not going. There's, I know there's these going to be tarantulas there. I'm not behind my back. These two make a lot of fun of me. I know it. They must. No, are you kidding? How about when I went to bed early and you guys wanted to wake me up and my wife told you not to? Do you remember this? (laughs) That that would not be a good idea. No, who played a practical joke on you? Somebody played a a practical joke on you. Oh, no, they didn't. Was that the same trip? Justin Justin did not play a practical joke on me. Put there was a about getting up to go for a hike or something with you in the morning. Everyone was afraid. My wife got a hold of all of you and said, look, if you play a practical joke on Howard, he, he could go berserk. And she's right. Because you guys wanted to wake me up in the middle of the night. No. It was like New Year's I, I don't think that would be, I, I would know better, I think. But uh, I would never. I would have left. <laughs> and by the way, Jen. I don't like, yeah. what? Jen always gets the best room, you know, I, if you share a house. She gets the best room. And I'm like, well, why does Jen get the best? How do you what about know me? It's the best well, I'll group. tell you if that's know, true. You know how I know it is? Because oh. you won't let me in to see it. I said, Jen, let me see what room you're in. And she goes, you don't need he to go in there. I was in, well, you were in the best room. But if you do get the best room, you deserve it because you you're the you are the reason why we go on vacations. Well, you plan it. I well, do it. True. I mean, you I are the, the reason. I yeah, right. I mean, and you I, and and you take care of it usually. And if I mean, hopefully, we all give you something. But <laughs> hopefully I do. Happy I mean, I, I, I usually don't go on the whole trip. Howard spends so much money on the I outfitting did. of himself. <laughs> he doesn't have no. anything left. I, let me tell you about vacation. I don't let Jen pay for me. Am I right, Jen? Be honest. I am. You don't. I, no. I would imagine. I'm not looking for Jen to pay. For Even me. if you have to buy snake boots to be there. Mm-mm. That's Mm-mm. fine. Who gives a fuck? Make fun of me all you want. I'm alive and I'm you here to talk listen, about it. Listen, you were you were smart. There was a snake in. Uh, wasn't it in one of the golf buggies or the? Th- yes, like yes, it was really yes. scary. Uh, yes. I, I don't want to make fun of you. You were the smart one, and and <laughs> I mean, your wife maybe made it a little. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my wife did some nuts. 
She does think your wife crazy. is so gorgeous. And her wife is gorgeous. And I love is, her. A saint. Beyond. And she really she's is. A, oh my gosh, what she does for these animals. Like, yeah, oh, she's unbelievable. I mean, honestly. Yeah. Well. We just, anyway, I. Uh, and you're so I cute with her. the cats too, Howard. It's so sweet. I love. I love my life. I like sitting here with the cats. I love my wife. I'm, I'm a simple man. You know, I, I I don't need a lot. And and if I go on vacation and I hear there's snakes. Excuse me, I'm going to wear these big snake shin guards that I had no, roped. Do you know my- how much joy it brought for to us that, to, to see these? I mean, these? I know I'm he no was fun. Already I did not know that is fun. Wasn't I mean, we need that for the fun. It's but I'm neurotic. I was really scared of snakes. Who wouldn't be? You should be. Who should, yeah. You should be. He had determined mm. that he was already going to be bitten. Oh, so By he the way, was prepared. <laughs> Believe me, I, I was going to bring uh, the shotguns to shoot these snakes. Don't ask what I was going to do. I mean, I was nervous. These guys find, you know, it's unbelievable. You go away with someone on vacation. They, there's nowhere in the world to go where there's no snakes. They pick a place where there's snakes. I don't want to go there. But, uh, but we had anyone else wear those boots, Howard? Not even Beth, right? No, no one did. You, you know where there are no snakes in my house, and that's where I'm staying. Please. <laughs> No snakes. I know. Listen, you guys are very kind to invite me on these things because I know I'm no fun. You know, I'm uh, I'm I'm stuck in my ways. But look, we had a good time in that. Let me mention a couple of things. Jennifer is starring in the second season of The Morning Show. Awesome. On Apple TV Plus. Love that show. When? Mm. When? Uh, when September seventeenth. Okay, right. I gotta wait a long so time long. now. Yeah, I've been long. waiting and waiting for the next season. I'm sorry, Robert. September. It took so long. This pandemic thing happened. Right. I know. That's right. So exciting. And, and and you're doing something with Sandler again or no? Yeah, Murder Mystery Two. Oh, awesome! Do. Oh, that was great. Yeah, that was really good. We're gonna go have, after morning show. You know. I need to laugh. I need a comedy. Yeah, yeah. Good. What no, a great show. Goodness. Oh, wait a second. Real quick. What does Ralph want to say? What do you want to say? Say it fast. i got to get these ladies home. Go ahead. Yeah, but, but I have a question, but I can't believe you wore those ridiculous boots. I saw them in front of her. <laughs> oh, yeah, Ralph had to pack them for me. That's right. What do you want? What's your question real quick? Uh, uh, listen, I love, love, the, love the show, and everybody's a home run. And But, like, Courtney's probably my favorite, Monica. Like, I, I feel like... She's like you. Like, is there? Did you draw from your yourself a lot for that? And and that thing where you go, I know. Is that like something you did life, and then you just started doing on the show? Is I know written, or did you ad lib that? I would probably just made it sound the way I did, but I'm sure the words were I know, and I was like, I know. <laughs> I still say it. I don't know. It's stupid. You do say it. Thank you. That was amazing. I love it so much. So good. But by the way, Ralph did have to pack those snake uh, boots for me. In the, uh, what am I going to do? He had to go shopping for them. By the way, Lisa plays the main character's uh, mom in Feel Good on Netflix. She's also currently voicing a dog therapist in Housebroken on Fox. Um, right. That's fun, right? I mean, yeah, the, the, yeah, the voice. Uh, Courtney's producing and hosting Nine Months with Courtney Cox on Facebook. Watch. That's really it's a docuseries on pregnancy struggles. She also will star in the Great. films Sh- Shining Veil and Scream 5. 
Wow. Scream, well, you know what? It's not going to be Scream 5. It's actually a reboot, and I, uh, it is incredible. We have these incredible directors, an amazing new cast of the young folks that are coming in and taking over the, the, the franchise. It's, it's, a, it's, it's completely new and fresh, and it's scary. And um, the Shining Veil is, Shining Veil is a show on stars, not a movie, but... On which I can't wait okay. to see. It's, it's, yeah, it's no. really good. Really it's good. a Greg Kinnear. It's scary and funny and... Um, you know, Greg Kinnear. Was, Where's he been? He he was really on fire for a while. You don't see this worked. guy anymore. He worked. Yeah, he's he does. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. right. And and and, and pregnancy the creator struggle. of the show was a, one of our writers on Friends. His name is Jeff Astroff, and he um, it's a story by Sharon Horgan, who is incredible, and I love her. And um, Jeff Astroff is and um, and and, the and, pre- and pregnancy struggles. Writer. Did you have pregnancy struggles? You didn't struggle with pregnancy, right? Um, I did, I struggled with, um, I mean, Coco was, uh, oh my God, what if I can't think of the word? Um, in vitro. Yes, I did oh. struggle with, with keeping. I had a, I found out why, but yes, like, yeah, I did have struggles. Oh, okay. So you're speaking and from- And this show right. is, it's real and not fabricated. There's nothing, it's honest and it's incredible. It's, it's worth watching. And they're only 15 minutes long, but they, the, the people film themselves so you don't get a false moment. It's, it's real and it's people struggle and it's, it needs to be put out there. They're really and brave Jen, what they show. Brave and heart, heartbreaking. Yeah. And Jen, you are Coco's, uh, uh, what do you call that? Godmother. God, right? say grandmother. <laughs> grandmother. You are, you are Coco's grandmother, aren't you? People don't know I'm that. Her grandmother, yeah. <laughs> You're her grandmother. No, no, what, 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 no, no, you are the godmother. What is that? I mean, that's such a Goyish thing. What is, what does a godmother do? I don't know about that. A what, godmother, what do you, yes. You, we, well, what, you go to the christening. We went to Alabama. Uh-huh. We heard right. her say her first word, flower. I'll never forget. Oh. Um, and uh, we'd go to the christening. And God, remember how inappropriately dressed I was, Court? I didn't realize you're in the South. And I, anyway. Um, oh, what did you uh, wear? Did you wear like a, a, a titty shirt and a like belly a, shirt? No, it was a satin. It was a little satin dress, but it was, it was, it, it, oh, everyone wow. was just basically covered from like top to, you know. <laughs> You went and, and you wore one of your outrageous outfits where you show up that body of yours, didn't you? I, I didn't, didn't it wasn't an intentional move. It was just oh, a pretty How inappropriate. Dress. Poor Courtney. I didn't oh. think about it. I know I embarrassed her. I was <laughs> family I was we were, I was just yeah. a complete she was so embarrassed. And a godmother <laughs> basically means that if something God forbid ever happens to the parents, I get to you know, take the kid. Right. Also, when when kids are younger, that's when the godmother. I mean, you guys spent so much time together when she was younger, but now I don't even see Coco. Well, nobody. And what was this? Coco where did you wear the? Where She'll did you wear back. the inappropriate outfit, Jen? Where was that? Or what? Coco's what? The Coco's christening. christening. Mm-hmm. And was the yeah, priest the hitting church, on you? Right? Well, I no, bet the priest what? was hitting on Jen right oh, during the uh, no. christening with that outfit. People don't hit on. Probably had a boner. It doesn't happen. Doesn't no, afraid. Too respectful. Shame on you. No. Well, anyway, well, the you. three of you look fabulous. That's number one, which is you always think important. So do you. So do you. So do you. I didn't hear enough from you, Robin. I know. Well, Go it ahead. was a great conversation. I was really riveted. And like I said, I had, you know, I, you know, monopolized the first moments on the air because I was Aww. so excited to see you and to tell you how much I love the reunion and that I'm now watching the series all over again. You're so sweet. Yep. Are you at home, Robin? I am, and Jennifer Aniston's in the next room. 
I've never met her. <laughs> you want me to go get her? Oh, that's the cat. Would you? Yeah. I would love to see. I to said, meet her. people don't even know what a wonderful name Jennifer Aniston is for a, a pet because she's now a star. When I go to the vet and they, everybody just says, is it, is it Jennifer Aniston in the, in the crate? And they all want to see her. Wow. Why no Courtney Cox or Lisa Kudrow? I could have. And, you know, Jennifer is such, she's such a bad cat. I should have called her Rachel because, you know, she's a pain in the butt, but she's lovable. There you go. <laughs> Ladies, because you're in such great shape, will anybody be doing any nudity in any future project? Please. Never. Never? Lisa, no? Never for me. That's for me, a never. Hmm. Even if it was relevant to the part? It won't be. <laughs> wow. Wow. Would, uh, Jen, what about you? Nudity in the future with the Adam Sandler I've, I've project? Done, I have done that. Um, I don't know. I, I, I nothing. I, I'm never a never say never person. But Courtney? I can't see it. <laughs> no. I could see it. I could see it very easily. <laughs> Sing it right now. Um, all right, listen. <laughs> listen. Right Three now. of you look great. And by the way, we have to also I will do say a shout that. out to Richard Ehrlich again. Sorry, we have to do that. Howard, uh, say hi yes, to Richard. Richard Ehrlich, one of the one of the most important people in show business. Thank you. That was um, why. Why do you two call each other Floosh and sh- and Joosh? Uh, Lisa and Jen, what is that? What is that all about? That sounds um, maybe romantic. Floosh and Joosh. <laughs> and Courtney's cute. <laughs> I don't know where those names came from. I don't I either. A hundred years coot, ago. And jute. I think it's just our first initial and then. Yeah, coot, loot, jute, and then floosh. It's, you know, it's whatever. Richard's birthday? No, he's just such a fan of Howard's uh, that he just it is likes it. Oh, no, it's August. It's, no, it's, it's funny, yeah. Uh, your nickname is Floosh. Your nickname is Joosh. And you know what my nickname is? Douche. Believe it or not. <laughs> hey. Yeah. It would but, be Hoot. Hoot. Lisa Kudrow, Courtney Cox, Jennifer Aniston. These are household names. This is, we celebrate your huge careers. We celebrate friends. We celebrate the Friends reunion where I believe maybe Courtney might even get her first Emmy. What if you win an Emmy for the reunion? Oh, I'm just putting it out there. No, I wouldn't. It's, it's different. Um, I do. I mean, I, the show deserves it. And, but Ben Winston. Yeah. Ben Winston. Right. Watch the Friends You're reunion on H. You would. Yes. It's not the same. Okay. You want <laughs> you want your own acting award. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Shining veil. Shining, Shining veil. veil. Honey, your career is not <laughs> even you're 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 not even halfway there. You're right. still in. That's it. right. That's right. Watch the Friends reunion on HBO Max. I had a blast watching it. It was nice yeah. walking down memory lane. It was uh, good of you guys to do that. I think you brought a lot of people happiness with that. And uh, the three of you are lovely. Is there anything I miss? Is there anything I didn't ask you? Is there anything you want to anything say? Anything you, you want to say? There must be something. Profound, something profound. One of you wants to say to America right now. I'll turn the mic. We over. love America, <laughs> Jen. That was so profound. We love America. I go deep, guys. I get really deep when it's four in the right. morning. But I agree. Right. It's not four anymore. No, it's not. Right. All right, I've kept you here. too long. I get it. I've kept you too long. I have to go pish myself. So uh, I'm going to leave you now. 
And uh, sending you free. Thank, thank you. So great to Lots see you, love. Howard. So much. Yeah. Oh, Robin. Thanks, Robin. Thank, thank you. Love you guys My very much. Very much. So, so much good. fun. Thank you. Go ahead and go get with Johnny, <laughs> Courtney. He needs <laughs> <Okay>. you. Physically, he <laughs> okay. needs you right now. He hasn't seen you in a while. Okay. How going, Courtney? Courtney? <laughs> Where are you? Let it let it happen is what I'm saying. That's my advice. All right, three beautiful <laughs> All right, ladies. Thanks. Thank you guys. Bye bye. Bye guys. Bye. bye. Three beautiful, gracious women who say gracious, talented, strong, empowered. There you go. Powerful women. Yes. Like yourself, Robin. Like yourself. They are amazing. Amazing women. And, uh, it's a treat to go back and look at friends. It gives you that same old feeling right away that you're with your friends. Yes. There it was, half a reunion. Who needs the dudes? You just need the ladies. Oh, it would be nice to meet them. We've never had right. one of them on the show, have we? Or did Dave Swimmer. Swimmer do the show? Swimmer, Swimmer did the show years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Nice guy. Nice guy. We, it, it, was, it was all good, but... But I want to thank them for doing that. And, uh, yeah, go watch the Friends reunion. I really enjoyed it. I, I was really was shocked. Great. How... Yeah, I was, I was laughing out loud and it yeah. was touching and warm. And, uh, you know, it's a great walk down memory lane as well as just learning about its impact on the world, not just here in the States. And for those uh, young women out there, I hope you inspired by these three beautiful powerful women that we learned would never date me none of them uh, would even lie and say they would date me <laughs> knowing that you're unavailable yeah. you couldn't get right. them to say oh of course yeah i even said look i'm unavailable and i'm the last man <laughs> left on the planet <laughs> oh well what are you gonna do what are you gonna do anyway they, they uh, well, wanted that... to keep it a secret see they don't yes. want to they don't want everybody to know well, Robin, uh, you too are a, a, a powerhouse in this industry. We celebrate you. We celebrate friends. No award. Um, oh, yes, no. I do. I have that Hall of Fame thing. Right. <laughs> we learned that Jennifer sees me as a brother. Not even not even a stepbrother where you're, there is opportunity. No, the, where you could have uh, relations. Yeah, we could. She said, this issue is a, a full-blood brother. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fascinated by that whole thing with where, where, where the the idea of a sitcom. I'm shocked they all get along, honestly, and they still like FaceTime each other and do that because usually it ends up horribly, you know. Well, yeah, you know, you usually uh, never see these people again when you leave right. them. <laughs> it usually ends up like like the Beatles or like the Rolling Stones. I mean, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards can't be in the same room together. Uh, it's just. Uh, but they Remarkable. have a yeah. a amazing an amazing experience in having found that show. Great characters, great writing, and they loved each other as well. That's right, and still do. All right. Anyway, uh, Robin. Uh, Till next time, we say uh, goodbye. Adieu.